Commission Structure Committee meeting. <laughs> so um, my name is Sharon Ashworth, but before we start, because we are on a hybrid uh, venue tonight, we'll have uh, the rules of the road uh, read out for those who might be joining by Zoom. Yes, thank you. Um, if you are attending this meeting via Zoom, please ensure you are muted and your video is off when you are not actively participating in the meeting. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. When you are participating, please unmute and turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can send a chat. All chats go directly to the meeting host. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. If public comment um, is, if, if an item is open for public comment, those attending in person should approach the podium to indicate they wish to speak. And those participating via Zoom can use the raise hand function to indicate they wish to speak. Thank you. Okay, so this is the, as I mentioned, this is the first meeting of this committee. I'm sure we're all excited to be here. Um, a lot of creat creativity is gonna happen in this room. So I'm excited to get to know you all and um, work through this together. Um, first thing we should do is probably a round of introductions. Um, so we know just uh, name and maybe uh, what your history is with working with various boards and commissions and committees uh, for the city. So I'll start, my name is Sharon Ashworth. I'm on the planning commission. I've been there now going on four years. I am the current chair. Um, I'll be turning that position over in June. Prior to the Planning Commission, I was on the Sustainability Advisory Board briefly before moving to the Planning Commission. Um, so that is sort of my history of official boards and commissions. So move down the table. Hi everyone, I'm Stanley Rasmussen, and I am currently the chair of the Sustainability Advisory uh, Board. Which board? Pardon me, which board? Sustainability Advisory Board, SAB. And um, I have previously served on the Board of Zoning Appeals and Designing Code Board of Appeals, the Planning Commission, the Historic Resources Commission, the Metropolitan Planning Organization, um, the Horizon 2020 committees, the committee that was working on updating the city's uh, revision to Horizon 2020, so and a number of things. So for my time with the city, but those are the major ones. My name is Sherry Allen Becker, and after that, I'm just a member <laughs> of the general public. <laughs> no official experience at all. Thank you. Great. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Daniel B. Smith. Um, I am the uh, chair of the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission. I also serve with Chris on the Special Alcohol Funding Advisory Board. I also interact with the health board in my, my day job. I'm the communications officer for the health department, so I see I see John at those. <laughs> oh, my turn. <laughs> John Nelbandian, and uh, I'm presently the chair of the Parks and Rec Board, and um, I'm on five other, four other advisory boards now. Um, I've also um, been on the city council commission for eight years, including a couple of terms as mayor. Hi, I'm Katie Barnett, and I am the current chair of the Human Relations Commission, um, and I've been on the Human Relations Commission for seven years. Chris Cohart, I'm currently the chair of the Special Alcohol 
alcohol fund advisory board. I've been on that. This is my second term, so I think this is year four for me potentially. Um, I think I chaired not all, but the first year. Um, and then I'm also on the sales tax audit committee, and I just joined. I had one meeting in on that one, and now this one. Hi, everybody. I'm Travis Herod. Um, I was the chairperson of the Lawrence Association of Neighborhoods for three years. I was the chairperson of the Board of Zoning Appeals. I think I've been on that four or five years. I'm currently serving on the Land Development Code, I think recodification. And I was formerly on the Traffic Safety Commission before it got downsized. So I have some experience with the committee that gets downsized. It's on the Parks and Recreation. And before that, lots and lots of. Uh, Involvement up on the campus at KU. That's great. Um, I'm Craig Owens. I serve as city manager here, and I, I kind of give a little bit of perspective too. So I've been doing city management stuff since uh, I passed John's class uh, <laughs> some time ago, in uh, over 30 years ago, and um, I've worked in four different states for um, five or six different cities. So it, it's given me exposure to different ways things have been done. Um, and and I, hopefully that'll come to some I contribute here. Hi everyone, I am Hannah Ballard and I am the city's new-ish community engagement manager. I've been with the city since late August. And uh, ever since starting, I've been hard at work developing community engagement infrastructure for departmental and citywide community engagement. I know that many of the board members here um, have had varied experiences with community engagement at the city. And so looking forward with this group, we're really looking forward, we're really looking forward to thinking about how we build community engagement in intentionally and thoughtfully into boards and commissions and into everything else we do at the city. So I'll look forward to diving into all of that with, with this group. So thanks for letting me be here. Thanks for the time you're dedicated. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Nice to meet you all. And um, this is John Nelbandian. Mm -hmm. And I read that uh, you guys are into IP2. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you could just say what that is so the rest of us know. Yeah, what definitely. Kind of engagement you yeah. Would. Appreciate that, John. This is Hannah Ballard, engagement manager for the city of Lawrence. IAP2 is, is the International Association for Public Participation. Uh, many city staff members have been trained in IAP2, um, two levels. There's a planning level and a techniques level. Um, and while that training has been pretty robust across the city, I would say that some of our implementation of that training has been a bit uneven. So that's something we're working to iron out now that we have someone in a role of citywide community engagement, kind of keeping an eye on community engagement at the highest level. So yeah, it's, it's a great program. Um, they are internationally renowned for public participation training. They're sort of known as the go-to best practices if you're doing public participation, community engagement, public outreach. It goes by many names, but uh, you might hear that group come up a few times. Their website is iap2.org. Mm -hmm. And you, if you do want to go there, you take a look at the spectrum, the spectrum of public participation. I find it particularly useful because not only do they talk about what um, what the city will provide in various oh. kinds of um, take but also what they expect from those participating. You really teed me up nicely there, John. I actually printed off the spectrum of public oh, participation because yeah. <laughs> it's such a helpful handout. 
So, oh, cool. yeah. yeah. I'm sorry I didn't print enough. I didn't know if it would be useful, so you might have to share. But next time I'll bring enough. Well, thank you. We will be um, diving right in to that particular topic as we schedule public input hearings. Um, so that'll be a, a good discussion. Um, we've gotten a lot of materials um, in Can your packet. Also, um, let these folks uh, introduce themselves. I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize there's a new person. <laughs> <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. My name is Tony Wheeler, and I'm the city attorney. I've worked with the city for over 20 years, so I've worked with a lot of advisory boards, commissions, and, and staff over the years. So I'm, I'm excited to be a part of this. Thank you. I'm Sherry Riedemann. I'm the city clerk, and I've worked for the city for a little over 10 years. And um, I'm listed as the staff liaison, so I'll be helping facilitate getting information to you all, scheduling meetings, and just if there's any procedural questions. And those reminder emails of when we're supposed to show up. <laughs> so. So we have a, a lot of materials that we've been sent and that we can look at and read, um, but probably as it is in the agenda, best to, to start out looking at the resolutions or the purpose for why we're all here to give us sort of a footing to start on. But I'm hoping, given the experience and talent in this room, that we'll have a wide-ranging discussion, you know, to start us off on and getting ourselves settled and a direction. Um, we do have a short time frame um, in order to accomplish our task. Um, so we do have on um, our com community engagement activities schedule for January and February, um, we'll be discussing questionnaires and public input. Um, but first, we should probably start. If does uh, would Craig, would you like to give us sort of with section four the purpose from our resolution to kind of get us all started? Take a little bit of time, tell us sure. where that came from, and. Yeah, happy to. Um, as I was mentioning when some people are coming in, uh, this has been on the discussion of the city commission um, really b before I came. Uh, my predecessor had taken a run at doing something at the, at the board's uh, urging, doing something to bring some proposals in for um, consolidation. The effort uh, yielded uh, the increase in one board. <laughs> so um, so it, it, there's not... not anything that's that's easy about this um, so the Commission has talked to me over the last couple of years and asked me to um, develop a plan and my proposal was that we convene a group like this to do the work um, if staff just develops it and plops it out there um, that probably doesn't uh, isn't a solution that represents all the different stakeholders that are here um, and you do um, and then um, as you'll hear we're you know hoping to pull in other perspectives too because this is a primary point of public engagement so um, so the way we've laid it out in the resolution is to try and keep this on track and put some guideposts in there so that we know what we're trying to get done because it's ambitious it's ambitious and the time boundary was really to make sure it doesn't go on forever understanding that you're all busy because you also are doing your other board activities in addition to living your lives um, and we are as well so um, this hopefully is, is useful in, in that in endeavor um, the Commission uh, did also prescribe um, that we reduce this to a certain number probably learning from the other effort that was put on there there wasn't a prescription so they said we really want to get this down to 10 or less um, and um, and also 
I think a key point that I'll note is the strategic plan has to drive what we're doing. So when we keep in mind the strategic plan and center it, that is what we're trying to, everything we do is trying to forward and advance the content of the strategic plan. So the, the advice, the work, the, the value proposition for boards and commissions also needs to be pushing the strategic plan forward. It is the purpose for everything we do. And I'm happy to talk, you, you're, you've all, I think I presented to most of your boards and commissions, there's a couple members that weren't there, um, but tried to say, here's what the strategic plan says, and here's the context of the strategic plan. Happy to do that again if that's useful at some point in this, um, because it has been a culture change internally too. So um, it's a fundamental piece of the resolution um, in some of the study that I did of other communities that were successful in this kind of uh, endeavor, they both really emphasized strategic planning as the central point, and that the governing body needed to make that direction, and they have. So I'd say those are the key pieces. There's some other pieces in here that are kind of just to make our work a little more deliberate and say what we are doing and what we're not doing. Um, and, and then just a little more two cents. Um, we should be defining what we want instead of what we want to get rid of, in my opinion. There's a lot of context and history that we can't ignore and that you are a part of. But um, if, we, if we really build the thing that, that does its job the best for this community and that, that serves the strategic plan and the governing body, I, I think we, we can come up with some really awesome things. You said very creative people who have lived experience here in this unique community. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Great, thank you. And, and just to reiterate what you said about the strategic plan is being on the planning commission, you know, I looked at the materials um, online and I immediately started diving into the agenda, looking at all the boards and all the committees and all the commissions. And then I reread the strategic plan and thought, okay, let's shifted, it really shifted my mindset in terms of going forward and really looking at here's what the strategic plan says. How do we accomplish this through the boards and commissions. Um, how do we get to that, to make that strategic plan work? So it really helped me to reread that strategic plan to sort of frame what, what we should do here as opposed to my rabbit hole of diving into what exists at this point. Where is it accessible? So, it's on the city website, the strategic plan. Um, I just Googled City of Lawrence strategic plan. I, I didn't have if you a. Go to the city of yeah, Lawrence yeah. Web, if you go to the city of Lawrence webpage, it's right there on the front. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what color it is. This is some, here's something. What it looks like. It's just a. That'd yeah, be great. Yeah. I'll go grab some. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Grab some so that you have the yeah, hard yeah. copy as well. Um, mm -hmm. But if you if you haven't had a chance to reread that, read that. I, I really it really it was very helpful in trying to frame. Um, but now that you've sort of described the resolution, I mean, I, I just want to stop right away and say, okay, so questions, initial questions about our purpose and yeah. what you have see. The, have the departments mm -hmm. been restructured? They haven't been in the formal org chart sense, but we've assigned a champion of each of the commitments and a champion of each of the outcomes. 
So while they still have reporting structures, they, they also carry the mantle of, I'm the champion for each of those pieces, and they've formed teams around each of those. So we're, we're working with dual structures now. A quick question. I, I usually watch all the meetings, and I, I just don't remember this part of it. That on your your November first uh, letter to the to the commission, you found that there was a study by KU that said that the average twenty thousand population or more, the average number of board of commissions is sixteen. So how did how did the city commission settle on ten? No more than ten if the average number is sixteen for populations that we would fit within. Yeah. So. That came. That study was at least brought to my attention um, through happenstance about a week before I sent this, yeah. uh, and I caught it from a different source, and I thought it was interesting. Um, the uh, there are. I, I guess I want what I want to say is even after we get it down to ten of the twenty-two, there's right. forty-five total, and in the memo I'm trying to find it here. There's. Uh, page two of five on one of your your um, listed here. There's 22 that are kind of up to the city. Right. Okay. Um, so there are several that we can't get rid of no matter what. They're statutory. They're required. And there's a whole number on here where the city commission appoints members to, but we don't control it. We're, we contribute a member. We have representation. There isn't really much we can do about that. Um, so those will probably exist as well. So what they're really saying is from... 10 and I think this general this general um, survey that was done uh, was inclusive of includes all. all of them so we, we will even if we, we eliminate every one of the 22 we still are probably at or above average gotcha. because we have so many connecting points with other organizations in the community can you identify the I'm gonna say the untouchables the ones that uh, are not yeah, categorically, they're on that same memo on page one. So page five of twenty. Circled in and around because you you identify on page one of five in the last paragraph some of those that are required by state law. Mm -hmm. And like one of those is the Park and Rec's advisory board. It's right under the advisory board and committees. Right. And so it's it's hard to say which ones are which. Which ones are the 22? That was going to be my first question is like, how do you narrow down what's in the code? Because, for instance, the Human Relations Commission is in the code. Um, what is, what is out, which of these are outlined in the city code or state statute? And then certainly I assume we could modify our city code if we chose to. Um, but what do those look like now? I did notice similarly that, yes, there were some required, but also some sprinkled throughout. So I would love to have a list of like, what is statutorily required and, and outlined in our city code. Sure, we, we have Any that. The, yes, we have that, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, uh, a grid format mm -hmm. that um, Ms. Wheeler has done. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can turn that, mm -hmm. certainly mm -hmm. forward that on. This memo, was trying to capture yeah. that in a more succinct yeah. way. Um, and I would also say that I, I, I do believe we are not bound by code because the commission itself 
can't modify the code. <laughs> and there are probably things also, there are statutory provisions we cannot modify, but there are some things we could charter out of. And if you're not sure about how that all works, that's okay, we can go through that. But, um, but I, I, I guess I would urge not to be bound by um, things that we're not bound by in your discussions. If, if I'm not... I'm really influenced by what you said about the way let's let's start by looking at the strategic plan and then where do we need to where do we need to advise rather than working the bottom up I'm going to try that yeah so I like that and I think what we're dealing with is we could, it's a, any combination where we could eliminate, we could combine, um, we could repurpose, we can invent new. That's kind of what I think in terms of it, things that fit the strategic plan. But for those questions about what exists now, correct me if I'm wrong, Craig, but when I went through this list, it looks like if you just look at, except for a couple on the page two of five on that, uh, memo from Craig to this uh, is so most of those except for a couple are part of the 22 but page three of five all those the component unit governing boards joint city county and boards with city ponies none of that is in play so really what you've got here is the list on the first page and then three on the second of that list that's kind of what we're working with except for there's a few in there like parks and recreation isn't up for that's one of those that's uh what, what are we statutory calling statutory mm -hmm. but, uh, but i would say oh, okay you can if you build the structure uh -huh. um you can assign these duties you could assign one or more of your okay. statutory provisions to what you've built Okay. say your duties are to fulfill the statutory requirements for planning commission but you might call it the okay nice place committee okay. you know? so, <laughs> all right <laughs> it, it can serve that purpose and i do imagine that if we're going to hit our number mm -hmm. some of that's going to have to yeah. happen thank you for that clarification because i i was thinking that was mm -hmm. a okay so great i went through that list there's 23 in the on you know, page two of five and the top three on page three of five not 22 and um, if i can count and so it just really would help me clarify is that is that what we're working from those 23 minus parks and rec and board of zoning appeals so there's 21 committees that we're looking at shrinking down to 10. i'm trying to fit or creating we, yeah well with craig said less, we could still, creating 10 or less right, we could not do away with that board but part of what we're building that would be included right. in an existing board so mm -hmm. we could combine two of those whether it's parks and rec and right bonus i just want to make sure which ones are in play and not that's all i want to do based, based on page 105 the parks and rec advisory board is is statutory so that might be the 23rd out of the ones that you counted no, because the Board of Zoning Appeals sign code Board of Appeals is also one that's statutorily required under technical appeal boards. I'm so, I just have a question. When we're talking about statutorily required, are we saying Kansas State statute says you must have this very specifically named board, or is the state statute saying 
this this duty is allotted to your local government because I think that those are two different things like we certainly can't change this precise language of the statute but if it allots a, er, assigns a duty then we could move around that duty and make it say whatever mm -hmm. I just maybe a good question like know that. yeah I think it's I think you I think you have really broad discretion as long as you're as long as you're serving that role as long as you can say this is the statute that says what you have to do city and and we would point to this is the body that does that I don't know that it's prescriptive of a, a label or a, a type well, I don't know either I'm, I'm not trying to I just want to make sure that like Kansas State statute doesn't say <laughs> the Lawrence Douglas County Metropolitan Planning Commission or something like that that we can't change the name of and then we go through all this. That's all I want. No, to know. the the statutes usually say if you're if you have Assigning a planning committee, you will have a planning commission. Okay, but it doesn't say the Lawrence Douglas right. County. Okay, you don't County. think there are any of those on our list? Um, this none of the statutes um, that I'm except perhaps the Board of Zoning Appeals is specifically called that in a statute. Okay, but there are statutory requirements that you have certain boards. Right. Okay. And we've gone through and analyzed mm -hmm. and identified those that are required by statute. The function is required, not necessarily okay. a specific name. Okay, that's all. Okay, so we really do have quite a bit of flexibility for this. And at some point along the way, well, excuse me, go ahead, if you had a question. Did you have a question? As I understand yeah. it, mm -hmm. just because I don't understand, the ones that are listed on page one, if you check them off on here and you get the same number, those would be the ones that are required and are untouchable, so to speak. Is that correct? I, I take this as, as we just have to ensure when we're designing what we want that we fulfill the duties of that committee in what we're building. Yes. So not necessarily that that board goes away or eliminated. We just need to ensure what they do is someplace else in one of the new committees that is being built. One of the 10. The 23, because I counted the blue, uh, the 23 are, are actually, those are the ones you have discretion over, or we, the city, have discretion. Um, you know, let me share a little something with you. Um, I'm also on the um, health department, um, health department board, and um, as a member of Parks and Rec and Health, I've been struck by the connection between the two. I mean, it's almost like Parks and Rec is an instrument of public health, you know? So I've been looking at, just thinking about how do we collaborate more, how do we connect more? And so, you know, I'm not gonna worry about what's the statute or not. I just wanna get more connections mm -hmm. between yeah. public health mm -hmm. and green space, recreation, mm -hmm. whatever. And as we go along, if we cross a line that we're not supposed to cross, we will be told so. <laughs> And we'll be corrected if we have done something that we we shouldn't on that. In a careful um, legal review at yeah. the end of mm -hmm. ensuring that what we're recommending mm -hmm. is compliant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if I might suggest to sort of get us like kind of a round table just talking and throwing stuff against the wall and see if noodles stick and whatnot. Um, at least when I was looking at the strategic plan, one thing that might help 
guide us. And if you find something else that's more helpful to you, please throw that out. Is on page 10 and 11 are these commitments in terms of, you know, it just struck me as, I mean, these are the, the themes that go throughout the strategic plan um, on this, these pages 10 and 11. And so it, it might, just a suggestion to sort of break the ice and get the discussion going, thinking about what sorts of information, advice, uh, um, technical expertise, the sort of things. First, we, have to, we can think about what, what does the city need from its citizens in order to, to help fulfill the strategic plan? Um, and also, what do the citizens expect in terms of you know, transparency and equity and inclusion in terms of how the city runs? And I'm just wondering if we start with these commitments that might give us some kind of structure um, to start in thinking about what kinds of groups would fulfill the strategic plans and I, I was another piece of information might be I was struck I looked at the Corvallis the city of Corvallis um, webinar uh, and they had an interesting take on they sort of did their big first division on boards and commissions that advised on policy and then they had a whole nother group of committees commissions that advised on procedural things. And I thought that was an interesting way to think about it. So procedurals, um, the example I was giving to, to Kurt earlier is procedurals, like where is the next park gonna go? You know, that would be like a procedure thing. Whereas the open space planning, that's more of a policy issue. <clears throat> um, and another thing that I thought might help structure is time limits. Our, do we have boards and commissions that, we have some that sunset now that are just task forces, that are one-time issue things. And then there are those that just continue on um, and continue to fight. So those are just some thoughts I have in terms of getting some, some ideas and some structure. So, so everybody else sort of jump in and your initial thoughts. So, so my initial thought uh. is, um, and I'm no, no stranger to the strategic plan. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if we should be looking mm -hmm. at the commitments okay. and how mm -hmm. they relate to the individual boards. Mm -hmm. Or if we should be looking at the outcomes, okay. because to me the commitments are, okay. are, are about how the, how the work is done, mm -hmm. and, and honestly, I would hope that every single board mm -hmm. is living up to these commitments, mm -hmm. um, even when they're working to accomplish the different different outcomes. I mean, I know for a fact the Cultural mm -hmm. Arts Commission unmistakable identity mm -hmm. is is our you know where where we live. Um, so so I'm kind of wondering if okay. maybe that that would okay. be maybe better to start mm -hmm. with the outcomes and sort of you know divide up all the, the um, yeah, whatever we can all rally around <laughs> would be helpful just to give us some start. Yeah. So the, the outcomes are on page eight. If it's useful on that point, mm -hmm. we had many staff discussions, debates, mm -hmm. um, and, and, mm -hmm. and still do on this subject. We pick the outcomes because it's okay. what we're doing, just like mm -hmm. you said. Okay. Um, and that we all need to be mm -hmm. bound by these. Mm -hmm. We built in key performance indicators that are intersectional. So there's, there's not a key performance indicator and therefore a set of strategies that doesn't have both a commitment and an outcome. Mm -hmm. 
So it, it's a it's a structure that we've built in this that is in, inextricable. Okay. So you, in theory, you can start either way. We chose outcomes when we were okay, organizing ourselves. So. This may be like very simplistic, but would it be easy to put the outcomes up and then assign the boards and commissions that we think meet the outcomes and then start to group their duties and kind of narrow it down from there and see what duties overlap. And then, and then the second layer would be, which is policy, which is procedural. Do those two need to be divided up or could it be all in one? And then start to narrow them. Do you think that would also help us potentially create new entities mm -hmm. that fit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because okay. they're not going to say the same. Okay. They're, you know, it'll be mm -hmm. like the cultural arts and the human relations commission mm -hmm. or something that are, you know, we're doing policy and you're doing mm -hmm. outreach and procedure and education mm -hmm. or something like that. Well, then those can all be called something else, mm -hmm. you know, once you mm -hmm. mold, put those duties together. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that would be an easy way to just really like a starting point. And I'm a whiteboard. I don't know where to <laughs> yeah. go from here. <laughs> Sorry. I brought my meeting facilitation pouch, but we don't have a whiteboard. Um, we, we are prepared. So, uh -huh. we, we talked about an exercise, a visioning thing, and so okay, we are prepared vision. to do it virtually. We've okay. Got, uh, captors, mm -hmm. uh, people that will mm -hmm. capture mm -hmm. conversation. Okay. We can use it for whatever you okay. want to. That, that is the visioning discussion. Is there anything else, Craig, that you wanted to say about the two staff memos that are on our agenda? Was there anything? or And then I want to see if anybody had any questions about those staff memos. No, I've already pretty much, I think okay. you've, you've got it. And what they said and what mm -hmm. the commission has directed. Okay. Okay. So we got those. So... Visioning. So this is like the biggest, hardest step is to get started. Um, but you all have so many different boards and commissions and committees that you've been on. So this will be a great group to start if we start, as you suggested, Katie, with at least try grouping, looking at our outcomes and think about, I mean, one thing that might be for visioning, if we just take the first one, unmistakable identity, yeah. you know, what does that speak to you? Does, and, and not only what does the list include that might be under that category, but what things might be missing from that list? Yeah. Yes. From that. Absolutely. So we could just okay, start by do doing are we that. Doing tonight or are we going home and doing well, it? We're gonna, well, we got to start the visioning today. Um, but we do have to, by the end of this, um, we do have to look at the draft community engagement plan um, and talk about the questionnaires. So we have to save uh, time for that as well, because those need to go out after this meeting, as I understand it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And, in the and future work. meetings and how often we're going to meet, because that'll be a. Yes, we have to figure that out. Very busy mm -hmm. people we're going to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think starting the visioning is kind of going to give us an idea of how many meetings, how long we have to do that. You know, just sort of give us, if we jump in and start, it'll give us a flavor of what we're doing and what we're attempting to accomplish here. And that'll give us a little more, some, some kind of footing to look ahead um, for future meetings and, and, and help us inform these questionnaires maybe even, since these are draft questionnaires. Okay. I have a quick question just from procedure of agenda mm -hmm. items here. Um, 
at some point in this, do we have to offer public comment for for any of these points? Do we need to stop after two to, to allow for public comment? Like where in this process as we need to, to involve a public comment as, as part of this commission. Um, I might suggest um, that we may take have a chance to sort of gel and, and figure some things out and ask for public comment towards the end, um, certainly after visioning, just so we can not get sidetracked sure. too much and just sort of just start talking before we have public comment. Is that okay with everybody? Yeah. Take it at the end? Mm -hmm. Okay. As far as mm -hmm. mechanics or procedures, mm -hmm. I would just suggest one thing. You know, in the courts, when a jury is handed a case, whether it's civil or criminal or anything, there's really no rule other than you go into the jury room and you have to come out with a verdict at some point. And how they get there is pretty much, you know, open however they want to do it. But common wisdom says, that one thing a successful jury is going to do is even anonymously they're going to pull the room and they're going to figure out where are we right now here are here's what's been given to us as far as finding liability or finding you know guilt or something like that and you go through the particular counts or charges and you just vote and i think at some point it would be helpful if and this is like I said, we can do it any way you want, but it'd be helpful if we went through this list and we can even do it anonymously and turn it in so it's just sort of like an advisory to the chair, you know, where where's the room? What do we see here that we think could be, as you said, deleted, combined, repurposed, or created new? Because then you have a hard data point where the people here have now, you know, suggested these particular committees, boards, commissions are ripe for something. And it just tells you, okay, so we can put them all together and you see where there's consensus. Okay, there's a consensus here that this particular board and this particular commission and this particular committee, something can be done with it. Mm -hmm. We just know that from the very start. I think that might come out um, in this looking at the list and putting it maybe in these categories. And what I fear is I don't want to get stuck in what exists. That's, that's my only concern, is that we'd get stuck with what exists and, and not be a little more creative in terms of what does this look like as opposed to, and I think your idea certainly of a poll maybe later on, maybe after we have a chance to even like talk about some of these committees and where they're going. And then the idea of taking a temperature in the room I think is a really good one. Um, but I, I, I don't want to get stuck in what looks good, what looks not so good, you know, right away. Is that fair? I think so. I think so. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, my, I, I agree. I don't think this is necessarily a judgment on in any commission or board that's currently existing, but as you guys have said, mm -hmm. is this the right thing moving forward? Mm -hmm. Right. And right. maybe maybe it's a maybe both boards are mm -hmm. the right board, and it's just a combination of those right. two. Mm -hmm. Once it's all yeah. said and done. And I think a lot of that your concern will come out in our discussion as we take each of these, um, as Katie suggested, and and talk about the committees and how they fit into these outcomes, and a lot of that will come up. Sharon, okay. could you repeat again what you said about Corvallis? You said that they looked at their boards and kind of categorized them into policy boards and action. Procedural, procedural I think is what they called, called them. Implementation. 
that was just something to throw out just because I was grasping for various ways to it's intriguing to me some. that you could because I can see mm -hmm. how that could be mm -hmm. but there are multiple other ways I'm sure as Craig can tell us other ways to go about dividing things up so and most everybody here would know more than that more than that I like the idea of trying to tie mm -hmm. The existing mm -hmm. boards to our strategic plan, maybe thinking about the outcomes, mm -hmm. as uh, Katie suggested, mm -hmm. to because I'd be curious to see what everybody thinks. What one person might think fits mm -hmm. under, under unmistakable identity, somebody mm -hmm. else might say it was really with strong welcoming neighborhoods yeah. or connected city, or, mm -hmm. and yeah. maybe maybe there's overlap, yeah. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. We did this with the Human Relations Commission, um, like crosswalked everything, and that happens a lot. Like, what are, what are, where do our Human Relations Commission duties fit in here? And everyone kind of had a different opinion, but at least we can find some common ground if we divide it up with these outcomes and put some committees there, and yeah, there's going to be overlap, and then what are the ones that we at least all agree on immediately? <laughs> fall into one to two categories. Mm -hmm. Does anybody have a particular outcome that they want to Let's start, start with? identity. Okay. Is there a consensus then of the group that this is the path forward? You know, yeah, thank you. I'm, sometimes I get I get rushed. Like yep. Yeah, no, no, no. Sure you're sure right. That no. Yes. Board of chairs. Yes. You're right. I know. <laughs> so. Okay. You're right. Let's say sometimes I get going and I'm like, okay, we got things to do. So um, I am comfortable. Anybody else? Uh, in terms of dividing our starting our discussion with these particular the outcomes on page number eight. Does anybody have any other suggestions? Um, uncomfortable with these outcomes? I think it's important. as of framing it. I think it's important to look at the strategic plan. The outcomes are the bedrock of that. The city commission in their resolution mm -hmm. has specified that they want this to strategic be focused plan. in on the strategic mm -hmm. plan. I think that's the charter that we've been given. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes sense to look at those whether or not we're going to be bound by our analysis. Maybe this isn't the right analysis mm -hmm. to do, but we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out together. But I think it will give us an insight. Mm -hmm. And uh, as Katie said, building this little crosswalk mm -hmm. might show us that, yeah, we've got some consensus on some of mm -hmm. these boards really fit under prosperity mm -hmm. and economic security and nowhere else. So maybe that mm -hmm. might give us some structure. There's, By the way, there's five outcomes. We're looking for 10-ish boards. Mm -hmm. You know, there's structure there too. So, mm -hmm. um, I'll say let's give it a try. Yeah, and if it ends up we're not being very productive that way, we'll try something. We'll try something else. So, Katie wants to. We'll do unmistakable identity. Did any? I didn't hear any other comments or. The, the only comment issues? I would have okay. on, on this, I, I like this. I think mm -hmm. this makes mm -hmm. sense, especially with the resolution mm -hmm. that we currently have. It's just um, sustainability of of this. You know. In, in five years time, 10 years time, or whatever that, that looks like mm -hmm. as, as the city changes, outcomes will change as will a strategic plan. And, and tying the, the reformation of all of these committees down to 10 over a, this specific current iteration of the strategic plan is that the right direction that we want to take. And I, I think it is. I don't think we have a way to not do that. 
um, is this the best path forward for making the right, mm -hmm. the next right decision? But uh, that's the only thing I would say is potentially whether this is a sustainable model. Are we doing this five years from now, doing the same thing and restructuring all the boards to fit into the next strategic plan? Do you think there's a way to ensure some sustainability with that? Is there a way we can have this discussion that Craig might? can never leave. <laughs> He's here for he's life. Here. Yeah, <laughs> because that's a, yeah. that's a, that is certainly a concern. Right. So how do we build that in mm -hmm. to our discussion? Craig, yeah. correct me, um, but these outcomes, except for unmistakable identity, are pretty generic yeah. when it comes mm -hmm. to local governments. I mean, you could be very uniform for sure. Yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, I mean, yeah, I bet you could go to Manhattan. Mm -hmm. I bet you could go to Iowa City. I, I bet you could go to Ames. I bet you could go to Columbia. And, you know, they go, those are ours. How'd you get them? <laughs> I, I, I think that's true mainly because community is generally accepted to include these things. And so when you take a group of citizens at least in the United States, and you to put them through a, 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 a process, an organic process of listening, I think you likely do come up with similar things. Um, for the same reason somebody can feel at home here, even if they didn't grow up here, they can feel included. So that's how I've reconciled that, I, yes, I go, I feel like this is special. I know we listen to this community to build this plan. And we're very, very careful in building it with that that caution and that value, but um, you you do see this the, the same sort of structures, and certainly uh, local government is therefore in the structures of local government and the laws that you know empower us usually have the same breadth of of services that are are given. So this is uniquely Lawrence. <laughs> you know, this is it, and, and it will be uniquely Lawrence every three to five years when we go back and talk to this community, and it should pick up any changes. I don't expect it will be wildly different, though. So it, should, it will be evolutionary, and the things that we value here probably will show up again. The strategies that we need to do and maybe the goals that we set out um, and the way we measure success might evolve over time. I agree with Dr. Nalbandian that the the statements here and these outcomes are very generic, but if you look at the progress in indicators and the KPIs under those, mm -hmm. they really clue you into what that mm -hmm. outcome is all about. That's where you get the specific examples of, you know, under safe and secure, it's how many crimes per thousand people and police departments and fire. I mean, it really keys you into what that topic's all about. So it, you're going to if you're not familiar with it, you may be flipping back and forth, but it's, I think it, it's a good roadmap. Other comments? Do we want to go through yeah. the outcomes or do we want to go through the boards and place them in an outcome as opposed to looking at an outcome and trying to figure out which board fits in there? What's your thought? Oh, I've been doing the boards to outcomes. Boards to outcomes. Yeah, because I, I think boards will fall under. I mean, mm -hmm. either way. I think that'd be the easier way. Yeah. 
So if we are starting with unmistakable, the first one there, unmistakable identity. No, we were talking to and board staff. Yeah, but I mean that. But where do they go? Oh, you mean just? Oh, I see what you're saying. I was just going to say which ones fit under that. <laughs> uh, well, um. Because then you got to go through all three, okay. three to figure out which one. That's true. Which ones fit under there? That's true. Um, yeah, let's do that. It did similar. Okay, go ahead. Um, Parks and Rec. Yep. And I'll be honest, I don't know what all of these are. Some of these I've never seen before. We might, we might have to, we might have to stop and talk about. Yeah, yeah. Are you going through the list as as it is, or do you just make your own? List? As it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. As I've seen here. Okay. Okay. So Parks and Rec is one of those untouchables. So. Okay. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to go to, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Mm -hmm. The Historic Resources mm -hmm. Commission goes here, too. Yes. What do you guys think about transient guest tax? I don't really know what they do. I didn't get what it is, but what do they do? Transient guest tax. Prosperity. Yeah, prosperity and economics. Okay. Thank you. So the Parks and Rec, and what was the one, John, you said? Historic system. Douglas County Historic so, I'm, I'm sorry, lest we, you know, I, I don't want to go too fast, yeah. but on, on that one, you, I think you all put it on prosperity and economic security. Um, most of the expenditures in that category go to special events. For the TGT. Yeah, also, Stan, you, I, I feel like you recommended that we, we start with this list we have and kind of go down the list instead of going down the list of That's outcomes. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, so they're not bouncing around okay. too much. Um, but yeah, the, the TGT funds go to. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not necessarily, it's not business, mm -hmm. which is really what the prosperity mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. so, okay, so we'll start so, with the boards and committees. So, Affordable Housing and Advisory Board. So, Strong and welcome. So. Yeah, the word affordable housing is, is just in the. Um, there are those, I agree. Yes. Mm -hmm. What was that point, Sherry, that you made? Uh, she said also prosperity and economic security. Okay, thank you. And what was the first one? Strong welcoming neighborhoods. Strong welcoming neighborhoods. I'm trying to figure out note-taking system. Anything else? Up on the screen for everybody. Oh, okay, great. I don't know how visible that is, but um, that would yeah. be very helpful. Yeah. And on the bigger screens, Kurt has it as well. Oh, thank you, Kurt. That might not okay. be better, but oh, <laughs> wonderful. Better. Thank you. Yes. Okay. I'll try to keep. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else with affordable housing advisory board? Any other overlap? I think there probably Me? is more overlap. Mm -hmm. Most of these are going to overlap with. More, more than two. Um, in, in my in my day job at the health department, I look at this the strategic plan quite a bit. And for me, I feel like I generally try and take something and put it, do have like a primary outcome and then maybe a secondary and then kind of cut it off there because otherwise you'll find that mm -hmm. every program every, yeah, the, fits into one of them. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and the tiebreaker or yeah. something to clarify yeah. is look at the KPI. It's the key performance indicator that may be under them. Because mm -hmm. I challenge our team all the time, mm -hmm. what moves the needle and which needle? So what's moving the needle on a key performance indicator? And that helps to kind of say, okay, I get, mm -hmm. if we're going to make progress in this one, this is, this is the group that does mm -hmm. that, or this is the action or activity mm -hmm. or investment that we need to make. Okay. 
Yeah, I would almost move Ahab mm -hmm. from prosperity and economic security to safe and secure based on your KPI. And based on the discussions we've been having, the primary function I may have is to keep people housed safe and off the streets. Not to uh, foster an environment that provides people and businesses for economic security. It's more about keeping them home and safe. Mm -hmm. Strong welcoming neighborhoods, the last half of that sentence, with access to safe and affordable housing and essential services that help them thrive. Yeah, so maybe it just goes under one. We can always yeah. we can always rearrange and come back. Yeah. So okay. this is just the first just is the first stab at it. Are we just the um, first stab at it? Mm-hmm. Do we we're um, gonna do I like mm, your idea of mm, like let's focus on a primary mm, and then a secondary mm, and move on. Okay. Like What's our primary and our secondary mm. for Ahab? I would say the mm. primary is strong and welcoming neighborhoods with a secondary, perhaps safe and secure. Okay. Um, the notes reflect that. Mm. Any other comments on that particular one? I do. I feel like you could argue mm. that it, the prosperity and economic mm. security is, is is above yeah. safe and secure, um, primarily just mm. because, I mean, affordable housing really like plays into our our community's ability to just have functioning but but it's I, I, I agree that it's, it, is, it is fuzzy yeah so. yeah and our things might change as we go along so mm -hmm. um, so next on the list is the aviation advisory board so what what is their role I mean, what is the infrastructure of our city yeah what do they do they they advise we have a rather large airport in our community mm -hmm. that's the municipal mm -hmm. airport and it's actually a regional airport at this point and they advise on how the operations of that and that airport has ex expanded quite a bit Stan you might know that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, we talked to our rotary group about the new hangars mm -hmm. and stuff that are going going in there yeah. mm -hmm. so there's definitely a, a prosperity and economic security mm -hmm. to that as well now at some point one of our planning commissions we were handed that some uh, in some capacity for that. I guess that's why I was confused. There was a, that there was a separate aviation advisory board when we were handed that well, role at one point. The the uh, the planning of uh, and the of the land around uh, the airport. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, w I would okay. say that the aviation advisory board tends to focus mm -hmm. more on business, the, okay. uh, the development out there, and making sure that we have a functional airport for from Business mm -hmm. standpoint. I purpose of this in the bylaws is to promote general and commercial aviation activities and interest in Lawrence. Okay. So the primary was the prosperity and economic security secondary connected city. Any other thoughts on that one? Yeah. Okay. Body work advisory board. I don't know this one. 
I assume they fix all of our trucks and stuff. You, it's actually human body you work. Might think that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, no, it's, yeah. it's massage therapy and mm -hmm. when we implemented oh. massage therapy regulation, okay. um, they advise the city clerk if there are ever questions about um, someone's license. Oh, okay. Someone's license. It's, okay. It's extremely narrow. Okay. You were kidding. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's extremely provide, narrow focus. Yeah, to provide yeah. techno expertise and guidance to the city clerk and city commission regarding the licensing and regulation of body work practitioners. Well, that would be safe and secure, wouldn't it? Uh, trusted services. They're like you're talking about licensing, right? So. I, I, I could go for that. Is safe it, and secure. It's not really uh, a service uh, of the city, is it, or is it just the licensing of serve the service? Body work is not as. No. Right. We do a lot of things, but, but not. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't. I mean, maybe prosperity and mm. security because it talks about intentional mm. acknowledging and preventing greater spread right. of my systemic and institutional yeah. injustice, but. I would say that's almost the opposite of what the body work committee does. You might be making your jobs easier if for some of them you only identify a primary. Later on, you won't yeah. have to do the hard work yeah. shifting things around. Another thing is, is we could have a list of things where we're not quite sure where they yeah. fit. Mm -hmm. I mean, just we'll have them in a parking lot. You know, as, as they use that term from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So can we just have an outside column? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do we want body work in the parking lot? Or do you want body work built in safe yeah. and secure? Love it. Ooh. I can see it in the prosperity and economic security. It's like a business license. Is the historic resources? Oh, no. No. Not tonight. Not tonight. I'm sure when their next meeting is. Oh, sorry. You're welcome to stay. <laughs> um, so we do we do have some mentioned prosperity and economic security. Uh -huh. So we can. You want uh, that as a secondary for body work advisory? Board? I think that's the, the. Yeah. And the parking lot is the primary? Or, oh. Okay. I think. I don't. I don't think uh, the body work matches up with any of the, the indicators for safe and secure. Yeah. Really, I would agree. I don't think that's that safe mm -hmm. and secure. Like the word "safe and secure" mm -hmm. can yeah. have kind of a vague mm -hmm. meaning, but if you actually look at the product yeah. indicators, it's, it's mm -hmm. specifically, you know, situation. Yeah. There's, there's sirens. Mm -hmm. yeah. Says, so mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> safety resource. Yeah. I don't think body work. Safety yeah. Resource. I agree. With you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it takes a while. Again, mm -hmm. I look at this thing a million times. It takes a while before. You, the outcomes start mm -hmm. really like you start to be able to quickly figure out mm -hmm. uh, what matches up. Okay. Any other thoughts on body work? How are we indicating primary versus secondary on? Okay. On this list? Great question. I can do that. Okay. I think I can do uh, all the others we've done so far. Now, the next one, the community police review board has just changed recently. As my, to my understanding, but maybe members who've, who've stepped off. I think is that, what, is that what you're referring to? That and I thought it was restructured now, there, recently. There's a consultant that will be working on, with a committee to um, conti conti consider restructuring it. So what do we do with that if there's already a consultant? This is chicken and egg. Um, okay. They're concerned too about going uh -huh. forward with their work too aggressively while this 
group is considering this as well. So I would say both of you just do what you need to do okay. independently without thinking of the other. Okay. It's my advice. On so the PPAB. On the body work. Oh. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I I think where I, my head was at on the safe and secure was because of the. Maybe I'm wrong, or I don't want to have a bias, mm -hmm. but I, I think about the massage parlors that were arrested for having people sexually trafficked or, or holding them, holding their passports. And mm -hmm. I think there were instances in Lawrence where three in places of business had arrests due to that type of nature. It didn't have anything to do the kind of massages they were giving or anything, they were actually holding women, confiscating their passports and forcing them to work, doing more than massaging. And I think that that fits into instances of sexual violence, because to me, that is violence of the worst kind. I'd, I'd agree with that, but I don't think that's necessarily inherent to the whole and there's definitely definitely some connotations and stuff, but I think that it's any 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 business, you know, like when it comes to the safe and safety and security, you know, it doesn't matter what venue that's happening in. It doesn't change the nature of how the law enforcement are are, are intervening. It can be secondary. I will say though, have we always had the body work advisory board, or did that come about after? that incident in like 2000. I think Sherry can give some context. Sure, so um, we wanted to implement licensing in response to that. And then the body work community um, wanted something um, more extensive that regulated the industry instead of just sort of a basic licensure so we could check in on those businesses to make sure those types of activities weren't happening. So as part of all of that work, um, the Body Work Advisory Board was written into the ordinance that created the Body Work License. Okay. okay. Secondary, I like mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like safety and security. Yeah. It's good to have that background. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. CPU. Community Police Review Board. Safe and secure. Is there a secondary? It doesn't have to be. No, we don't have to have it. But. Any other thoughts? Anybody want to add a secondary? Okay, Parks and Rec Advisory Board. Oh, do we? Oh, he sort of popped up at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, at the beginning when we were discussing. Do we have a primary and a secondary on there for Parks and Rec? I think I'm going to identity should be the primary. Um. It's connected city. It's a municipal asset, I would think. I mean, not like in a tangible asset form, but like it's part of our infrastructure, as you guys have said by state statute. The description huh? of connected mm -hmm. city doesn't fit with that very well, though, I don't think. Mm -hmm. 
What about unmis? Oh, we've got it on there. Unmistakable. Isn't Parks and yeah. Rec? Doesn't Parks and Rec have a lot of facilities? It says well-maintained, mm -hmm. functional, efficient infrastructure, facilities, and other assets. Accessible, sustainable methods for safely moving people, which would be like transit and stuff. Um, investment in these assets reflects the city's commitment mm -hmm. to the well-being. Sounds like roads to me. Yeah, the progress. Progress indicators mm -hmm. for Canton City are just kind of all, all roads, transportation, water, infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Well, but it's also biking, miles of trails. That's, That's true. That is a small part of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of wondering secondary. if strong, welcoming neighborhoods might be a better secondary. I do. I do think Canton City. Again, you can kind of tie all of these outcomes. Probably mm -hmm. most of the boards, at least some way. I kind of wonder if the strong welcoming neighborhoods is a, a better secondary. And also, I like that. That's the way our parks are structured, right? Anyway. It talks a lot about um, folks' uh, access to green space mm. and trails. Mm. Um, it talks about public land use for environmentally sustainable uses like food production, native landscaping, monarch way stations, green infrastructure. So that might be a good one, the strong welcoming neighborhoods mm. as the secondary. Other thoughts? Um, how about uh, the Public Incentives Review Committee? Now, can you, yeah, I was going to say, can you tell us which incentives that's going to, re are there multiple types of incentives that this committee works with, or? It's the economic yeah, development. Just, just tax, just a tax incentive. There's no, several categories of that. It's right. just all, okay. Yep. Tax incentives, TIF districts, things like that. Right. It's my understanding of that, that board. So that probably would be Economic security. I don't know if they're of secondary that fits well with that one. I feel pretty confident leaving it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one. Right. Public Transit Advisory mm -hmm. Committee. Vote for Connected City. Connected right. City. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is this your secondary? Um, is the Public Transit Advisory Board, or is it different? It's the pub yeah, Public Transit Advisory Board. Committee. Committee, thank you. Advisory Committee, sorry, thank you. Um, so connected city, but also um, I think it could be in strong welcoming neighborhoods, specifically when we're talking about connections of neighborhoods, walkability, bikeability, um, bus routes. I think about transit just in general, multimodal, I think of multimodal transit. That's specifically one of the items on your um, strong mm -hmm. neighborhoods too, mm -hmm. is multimodal transportation options. Yeah. So I'd say that might be a good secondary. Other thoughts? Yeah. No. Nope. Good. good? Okay. Then we got primary and secondary. Okay. Sales Tax Audit Committee. 
What do they do? <laughs> Audit the franchise. Review the usage of, of sales tax um, that's been sales tax that has been approved by the community. So we're not voting on anything. We just review the report, and, and then that report goes to the city commission for. What do you report? It? Say it again. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's certain sales mm -hmm. tax that have been that have been approved by the, the community. Yeah. And it's just a. An audit of the usage of those sales tax dollars. Oh, to make sure they're, I see. Yeah. Make sure those taxes are being used for what they were supposed to be used for. Yeah. yeah. But you don't direct, nope. advise on directing of those funds. Okay. Okay. Please. Um, I'm trying to think of one of the most, think of one of the most recent sales tax that was passed um, for some construction for some construction projects and ensuring that those construction that sales tax those sales tax dollars were used for that type of construction. capital improvements yeah yeah I think we had a sales tax for the the T mm -hmm. at one point oh, oh we've had mm -hmm. sales tax for the rec yeah. center <laughs> Sales tax for you know the library. things, yeah. yeah. The library, the health department, um, a couple other things. Mm -hmm. That was back in '93. Mm -hmm. So to me, that sort of speaks to prosperity and economic security, unmistakable identity. Um, you know, if it's, if you're talking about particular things. I'd other thoughts? Prosperity and economic, economic security. Yeah. Making sure the money is being used for what it's intended. Primary? Primary? Prosperity, economic security. Anybody have a secondary for? I'm thinking unmistakable, just because it's it's directed sometimes to very unique things. So I think of that as sort of identity. We determine what our identity is by funding certain projects with the sales tax. Is it or is it? To historically, is more like infrastructure. Is it? Yeah. More. Oh, it's more infrastructure rather than. I was thinking you mentioned the rec center, for example, or the library. bus right, the library. So. This, this challenges the model that we've been going through a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I jumped ahead to sustainability, mm -hmm. and um, I think this one and sustainability both are really hitting commitments, yeah. which by design, by our design here, bleed through across all of them. Right. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, nobody was using this as a reference over the decades where these were all thrown on top of right. the stack. Mm -hmm. So. We said at some point in the community, these are really important things. And I think we probably said these are really important things as commitments and didn't necessarily think of them in this context, yeah. just yeah. for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't I mean that, and it's trying to suggest that yeah. it's possible mm -hmm. that some of these mm -hmm. might not fit neatly into mm -hmm. just one of these, and some of these might absolutely be applied mm -hmm. to all of them. Sound what? crystal stewardship right. is a commitment that runs across mm -hmm. all of the outcomes. Yeah. Right. Every one of those outcomes yeah. has yeah. that as a mm -hmm. key performance indicator. Yeah. And as you described it, yeah. The sustainability advisory mm -hmm. board, like this is meant to mm -hmm. hit all of these. Yeah, maybe you just say all. 
as I think also it goes to speak it speaks to transparency as well mm -hmm. in terms of how the city government and that's a commitment as well so we want sales tax in prosperity economic security alongside in the parking lot slash commitments or do we just want it in the parking lot slash so. I'm okay with it in the parking lot for, for everything yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. I don't quite. I'm mm. on the committee, and I have a mm. hard time feeling like it's okay. in prosperity and economics. Okay. Other than the the sounds fiscal stewards all outcomes. Okay. Yeah. Great. I think that's when they're under all of them. Mm. Special alcohol yeah. fund advisory board. Is that what sorts of things does that fund? Can you give us some examples? Historically, uh, a third of the. Uh, Alcohol tax received by the state of Kansas would go into that to the to the special alcohol tax advisory board, and then that would be uh, granted out to um, not-for-profit organizations that fulfill the, the utilizing uh, for special alcohol for alcohol and abuse uh, addiction services. Um, with the change in kind of the funding now that that is in the housing, which and it's being utilized for housing purposes. So currently. Our committee doesn't have any funds to make recommendations to the city commission for, um, but historically we've we've granted out money for special for alcohol uh, and addiction hmm. services. But yeah, and usually there's the there's the it's supposed to be thirty percent is supposed to go specifically to uh, alcohol and, and drug prevention, education or treatment, yeah. and then the rest of it can go to organizations that are shown to impact mm -hmm. um, in, mm -hmm. in a broader sense. Mm -hmm. But it is all going to non-profit non organizations. Mm -hmm. So do you two have a feel for where this? For health related yeah. uh, activities? Mm -hmm. Basically any nonprofit who can connect what they're doing to contributing to, mm -hmm. to help make mm -hmm. the community um, better off when it comes to um, outcomes related to not necessarily people specifically who, who are experiencing or have experienced issues with alcohol and, and substance abuse, but also um, any sort of preventative programming. So we both, uh, you know, have mm -hmm. a long-term relationship with, with Van Gogh, mm -hmm. uh, and Van Gogh doesn't, they do some education around prevention, mm -hmm. but they are also just setting people up, setting young people up to um, mm -hmm. overcome barriers to success. And so that, even that, you know, qualifies as, you know, helping people mm -hmm. get on a, a road that's gonna lead them mm -hmm. To, to a positive destination that is less likely to include uh, alcohol or substance abuse. Um, so that, that is the general charge. I would just add, it's not limited to just um, nonprofit entities. The, the resolution does allow it to go to city functions like police, prosecution, if it furthers um, something that's stated in the, the charter ordinance. So while traditionally it has largely gone to nonprofits, it's not restricted to only go to nonprofits. <clears throat> okay. So what is your feeling being on those that, that where to put this? What do you think, Chris? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean I I think prevention um, and education for for substance abuse I think could always be um, safe and secure. I think it's welcoming neighborhoods. I think it's unmistakably Lawrence. Uh, just based off of what we've historically funded. And, and at, at those particular funds right now are in housing. Um, 
and I, and I think that's a lot of the, the strong welcoming neighborhoods that yeah. we would. I would, I would put strong welcoming neighborhoods as the one, as number one and safe and secure as mm -hmm. probably as the two. Is this a parking lot sort of group though, or no? You know, Burton Ash was a was a big recipient uh, of these. Deca was a big recipient uh, of these as well, and I think those okay. community-based safety resources okay. that these funds typically had been utilized mm -hmm. for and are currently still being mm -hmm. utilized. Burton Ash is still a mm -hmm. significant recipient mm -hmm. of those funds, um, so I, I think safe and secure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and yeah. Strong welcoming neighborhoods. I might say safe and secure as mm. primary and strong yeah, maybe. welcoming as, mm. as secondary. Yeah, maybe that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. okay. There, are a number of, mm. there are a number of boards here that mm. have a health related uh, function. Mm. So it'd be nice to find a way to collect. Yeah, them. that might be an opportunity to mm -hmm. combine. Um, maybe that's something we can talk about um, also once we get through this list is where are some potential combinations or redundancies. Um, so sustainability advisory board we've got in the parking lot. Is everybody comfortable with that? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of all. Okay. touches all of those yeah. outcomes. Mm -hmm. And now we have yet another money, transient guest tax program advisory board. Is anybody on that one? I, I didn't hear that. One, uh, one of the members of the Cultural Arts Commission serves on that. Okay. Um, making recommendations for the, the TGT funds, some of which then goes to the Cultural Arts Commission, um, as well as other other events and things from our community. Mm -hmm. so, um, so I think I think ultimately mm -hmm. because events are kind of where, where a lot mm -hmm. of the funding goes, the unmistakable identity and and the fact that some of the funding goes to the Cultural Arts Commission. I think unmistakable identity makes sense as the, the number one on that one. Mm -hmm. I'd agree with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Given where the money goes, is that, I mean, would it just be, have that, no secondary? Would that be? Uh, I mean, I think there? I'm fine with mm -hmm. just having, just having mm -hmm. the one. Um, mm -hmm. Bales? I like it. Okay, all right. So now we're on to technical appeal boards. Um, the first one is the Board of Zoning Appeals um, and Sign Code Board of Appeals. So even though this is one of the ones that it's duties we have to keep, um, but we can assign it. Stan, you said you were um, on this one, right? Or had been historically. Yeah. Right. It all deals with the city building codes, mm -hmm. uh, development code, I should say. and. You know, can you get a variance? Mm -hmm. So where would it go? Do you think about strong welcoming neighbors as aesthetically unique neighborhoods? Would that be at least one choice, primary or secondary? I'd say or unmistakable because it's one of the untouchables, and maybe come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a statutorily mm -hmm. required. Mm -hmm. If we have a zoning code, we have to have a board of board zoning appeals. Mm -hmm. I think it's my understanding by state statute, so I don't know that mm -hmm. we'll do much with it. We could change the name, but the function's got to remain. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure it's anything we could combine with anything else either. I don't know. Maybe. Um. I don't know if it's mm -hmm. possible to move the BZA into the Planning Commission, for example. I don't know if that's 
a legal possibility, but that's mm -hmm. something to consider is do we need a separate BZA, Board of Zoning Appeals, mm -hmm. and a separate Planning Commission, or can they be all under mm. one roof. Heaven help us, I hope not, but. Typically, <laughs> the BZA is quasi-judicial, mm. aren't they? They are quasi-judicial. So I, okay. that probably would muddy the water enough not to, because your standards of record are mm. somewhat different. That is true, they are quasi-judicial mm. operations. It, it, their appeal is to the district court, typically. Mm -hmm. Right. Same in Missouri, in this, okay. by the way, yeah. in Texas. Yeah, and that's the same with the sign code? There's nothing distinct about, or is that part and part? You know, when I was on that? the BZA many years ago, that's when they said, okay, well, you also get to do the sign okay, code. Okay, so it's just uh, an addendum to the title. Then. I would say that the sign oh. code oh. is not statutorily required, um, but the BZA is, oh. according to our analysis. Hmm. Although I think that we have combined them. Interesting. Let's see. Okay. Because of the quasi-judicial nature of both, probably. Probably. Yeah. The, the sign code actually comes up to the Cultural Arts Commission every once in a while just because uh -huh. when you have a, a mural with words, I mean, there's there's a real gray area oh, interesting. what is signage and what is, uh -huh. you know, public art. Uh -huh. So uh, we're constantly uh, mm -hmm. across that. So it's interesting to know that those, those two things are, are currently combined but uh -huh. don't necessarily have to be and that, and, ha and haven't always been. Was, does anybody know if there was once just a sign code board that was independent? And I think it was created uh, and rather than creating a separate board they just assigned those duties to the BZA. Is my understanding. Mm -hmm. and so Does that sound right? I mean it was quite a while. It was back it was in the early pre Gilbert. Yeah. Playing lawyer here tonight. Because I don't, I don't think we had a sign code until the early 90s. And then we created a separate sign code within our zoning ordinances, if I remember right. And so the quasi-judicial nature of that That's is? That's the BZA. Well, the sign code particularly. So you're going to bring uh, some sort of appeal of That's a staff what, decision yeah. in front of the sign code board of appeals, and just like in the BZA, you know, you're there for a final administrative action because so either the, the BZA or the sign court, you know, sign <laughs> the sign board of mm -hmm. appeals, either they're going mm -hmm. to uphold the staff mm -hmm. recommendation with the, the, you know, that they're appealing or they're going to overturn it. And what the applicant is looking for is if they, if you don't, overturn the staff yeah. recommendation so that opens up the gateway to the district court for them I see. because they have that final administrative action and then they can go to the district court and sue if they want to okay I mean, so it, that goes to the sign code if, if we just look mm -hmm. at the sign code mm -hmm. board of appeals mm -hmm. i might put that under an unmistakable identity because my my impression is the sign code's all about the aesthetics of the community it was, we don't want pole signs anymore, so we're not mm -hmm. going to have big signs up on poles, and we don't want signs with flashing lights. Like the lead center sign, if that was on, mm -hmm. uh, not on state property, that would not have met the, our sign code because of the mm -hmm. electronic mm -hmm. lighting nature of <laughs> that sign. Okay. And our signage is required to be a certain size they can be monument ground-based signs but they can't be pole signs so it, to me it's more of an aesthetic zoning code 
And so I guess I would kind of link it more mm -hmm. to our unmistakable identity, the aesthetic that we want for our community. They wanted to change the appearance, driving mm -hmm. on 23rd Street through all of those fast food places. Okay. Um, I remember, um, mm -hmm. oh, what's the breakfast place that has the Cracker Barrel wanted to build a restaurant out by the I-70 interchange, but only if they could have their giant pole sign. So they came before the oh. sign code oh. board of appeals to see if they could get a waiver okay. for that and things like that. Okay. I think it's a point right. taken. I would just point out yeah. that this is the sign code board of appeals is probably not one that's going to end up being jettisoned because it's already been wrapped into the BZA. So that's the city's already getting a freebie there. The BZA yeah. is already carrying that water. They are. So, you know, let it ride. So you, you might just mm -hmm. put it in the parking lot and just ignore it. I think because it is what it is. I think that's a good idea. Board of okay. County and sign code. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. we passed up a Cracker Barrel? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We did. Yeah. I, don't think, um, mm -hmm. I don't think they got their exemption uh, for their sign uh, and their block. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Since, um... <clears throat> <laughs> Let's see. We've got um, this. Let and if anybody needs a break, let me know. I was just going to maybe finish up technical appeals board. And if does anybody need a break after that, restroom stop. You know, before we move on to the commissions. Okay. Um, the building code board of appeals. That is also. I'm not familiar uh, with that. So is that sep that's separate from the BZA because the BZA is separate. zoning. Yeah. So is it also quasi-judicial? So you, you typically have um, trades, experts, ar mm -hmm. architects that would hear the staff said, no, you can't have this building permit because it doesn't meet this technical code. Mm -hmm. And they'd say, well, that's not true. It does meet it. I'm using some product that meets that. Mm -hmm. And they would appeal it. And then that's, mm -hmm. a, I believe, a final decision. That sounds like safe and secure. That's what I originally thought as well. Building code. Mm -hmm. What they're for. Mm -hmm. Sorry. A secondary? Anybody want to suggest a secondary? Okay, so that's building code, Board of Appeals. Anybody need a break before we go to commissions? I'll hear you. Okay. Uh, commissions, Historic Resources Commission. Unmistakable. <clears throat> primary. Yeah. primary? Okay. Is there secondary? Well, um, it also affects neighborhoods because it's, mm -hmm. the HRC is not citywide. It's in the historic parts of Lawrence where it has authority to take mm -hmm. action. It's not going to be taking action on a proposal mm -hmm. out by Wakarusa. Mm -hmm. Does it, um, so what was our primary? On that one? Unmistakable identity. Unmistakable identity. And secondary was strong oh, neighborhoods. What the color would help okay. yeah. but maybe it's making it harder to read. Does that sound good? Everybody okay with that? Uh, Human Relations Commission. So, sorry, so. I, I, I was actually gonna Okay. Good. Peters, mm. I, I would I would probably lean towards strong welcoming neighborhoods as the primary for the HRC. The mm. HRC and then unmistakable identity is secondary um, I feel like unmistakable identity a lot of the progress indicators are, are really experiential more about programs and, and events 
activities. And I think Strong Walking Neighborhoods has um, has oh, is it so true? I, I'm just I'm just wondering where the um, yeah I mean Strong Walking Neighborhoods aesthetically unique neighborhoods. I think that that <coughs> sticks out to me with that outcome area as being what, what the historic um, resources commission is really is really about. So I would just I would just flip those two. Mm -hmm. Other thoughts? Two cents. On which stands it? Yeah. Everybody okay with with flopping those, switching those? Okay. Did you? I got okay. Thank you. Um, so the human relations commission. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just have to say, like, having walked through this uh -huh. two years ago, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. It meet, just meets everything that we have here. Um, I would welcome your input because I can't, I can't say. Tell me a little about the Human yeah. Relations Commission. Like well, you know, it's to. Um, in discrimination in the city of Lawrence and um, enhance diversity, we also handle complaints investigations um, and uh, whether it's public access, housing, um, So like this employment. housing voucher proposal that the city commission is contemplating, mm -hmm. you all would have an interest in that. So are you, a, like it's a policy advisory board? Um, can yes, you give us an example a, of a... Well, I mean, Chapter 10 charges the Human Relations Commission with enforcing Chapter 10, which prohibits discrimination in all of those areas, employment, public access, housing, mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but we are also charged with doing outreach. Mm -hmm. We absorb mm -hmm. one of the cultural events committee is that what it was called, Tony? Mm -hmm. um, it was the Lawrence Alliance. Oh, the Lawrence Alliance, okay. Which, um, Which put on an event. Yeah. So equity yeah. and inclusion is one of the commitments that runs through all of these outcomes, just like environmental sustainability and sound fiscal stewardship. Yes. So I would say it's a parking lot one that applies to all. It does, in my opinion, but I would okay. love to. That's, I'd love to hear from you. I mean, the only thing that I can't, it, now that we've narrowed down what connected city means, I just, when you start thinking about systemic discrimination within our city, there's no place you can stop and, and categorize what we do, um, so. Well, even under connected cities, there's equity inclusion pertains to sidewalks that are mm -hmm. compliant with mm -hmm. ADA. Yeah. 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 So I, I, my vote obviously is to put it under everything, um, but I, you know, would love to hear what you guys mm -hmm. think as outsiders and mm -hmm. not on the commission. I think maybe the same thing we've done with some of the others, and, and just putting it under the the equity and inclusion commitment area. I, I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. It is it is harder to nail mm -hmm. it down. Obviously, there's the housing mm -hmm. um, component, which is at the forefront right mm -hmm. now, but. If you think, if you think going with the equity commitment area instead of one of the outcomes is mm -hmm. what makes sense to you, I'll, I'll trust it. Everybody good with that parking lot for now? 
on that. That actually, in some of the work that Sustainability Advisory Board has done, um, brings up a question we'll deal with later as in terms of how how these boards and commissions relate to, like you said, I re the Human Relations Commission did two years of research on that um, voucher area. I know the Sustainable Advisory Board has been doing their own research. So that sort of job description, for lack of a better term right now, for what a committee does is an interesting mm -hmm. discussion point. Well, because I, the so, uh, does, also does, you know, they research and advise on mm -hmm. policy, but also we hear, mm -hmm. according to Chapter 10, it hasn't been done in years, yeah. but, you know, we're supposed to hear um, essentially mm -hmm. an appeal from a finding of discrimination. Mm -hmm. Um, if someone chooses ill elects mm -hmm. that option, we are to mm -hmm. conduct a public hearing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and that is part of the resolution, um, part of our charge, is to sort of determine, once we get along here, the structure mm -hmm. and the sort of job description of these various boards and commissions. Um, okay, Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission. Did we? I don't think it's officially come up yet. No. no. Uh, Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission is definitely I'm a safe okay. identity, number one, especially mm -hmm. since Parks and Rec, you know, is, mm -hmm. is, you know, the LCAC is under Parks and Rec, and Parks and Rec has a lot of unmistakable identities, um, progress indicators. The secondary, I feel like the most, the, what most people are going to mm -hmm. lean towards is probably strong welcoming neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I feel like, and it's something that at the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission meetings we've talked about a lot, I feel like over the, um, we're, we're more and more moving towards looking at prosperity and economic security as being mm -hmm. secondary yeah. for the Cultural Arts Commission. Um, because all yes. Trying to attract people. You know, things like, yeah. like <laughs> theater and art, people think of that as a quality of life and, you know, fun making this place enjoyable. The reality is there's actually a lot of money that can be generated to the to the community. Mm -hmm. So that would probably be my vote, um, especially the way I think we're sort of trying to look at things going mm -hmm. forward. Um, there's some interesting mm -hmm. stuff that some of our members have been looking into as far as like some of the like filming tax credit mm -hmm. stuff that other states have done trying to attract film, uh, you know, studios to film in, in Kansas. So um, some of that's sort of looking forward. But I think I think I would personally prefer prosperity and economic security over strong neighborhoods. Well, one of the key performance indicators under mm -hmm. prosperity and economic security is sustain and grow the arts and entertainment community. Yeah, exactly. And it fits. I think it fits well yeah. in there. It also talks about the you know rating as a good place to live, a good place to do business. <coughs> I think it fits there maybe better mm -hmm. than strong welcoming neighborhoods, but definitely UI as the first. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's the primary. Any other thoughts on that? Okay, how about Multimodal Transportation Commission? A connected city, seems to be. Yeah. That's sort of, yeah, just right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anybody have any idea for a secondary on the multimodal? I might, I might consider strong welcoming neighborhoods for that as a secondary yeah, after Connected City. About, they talk a lot mm. about walking, walking and biking trails, mm -hmm. um, uh, distance to various things, um, transit, bike routes, sidewalks, mm -hmm. 
อีกสดนะครับเป็นไปกันปะเจ้าโอเคเ
Well, now, fire codes are a whole other thing. That's egress. A lot of the building codes, yeah. the fire codes sections drive a lot of costs and drive a lot of structural elements mm -hmm. as well as safety elements. And but if you just did fire codes and built just the fire codes, there would be, you would, we would not see the same built environment that we do now. So there's another reason that's driving some of the other, and it's quality of construction so that you have reliance on these structures holding up over time and a reliance that your neighbor has abided by the same, has invested the same way, and, ha and I can count on my neighborhood staying intact um, over time in addition to safety. I think one one thing I'm, I'm just rattling in my brain is if you if you talk to a lot of business owners or potential business owners, one of the things that they talk about is they don't feel that Lawrence is the most business friendly community, and some of the builders, as a result, is is building code. And if I'm looking at this prosperity and economic develop economic security, establish Lawrence as the most business friendly community in the region, and I would love for the building code to do both, to provide safe and secure, but also ensure that we have prosperity and economic security for these businesses to consider us the most friendly community in the region. And it says uh, commercial building permit value in here. I like prosperity and economic security as a secondary indicator of that. Safe and secure still being the first? Yeah. Primary? Because I think if thinking about what we want in the end, we want these mm -hmm. these commissions to be pushing mm -hmm. forward towards something specific within mm -hmm. our, our strategic plan. And that would be something I would want the, the Board of Zoning Appeals to be considering as like part of their job is to ensure the economic prosperity of our business leaders. But the BZA we put in oh, yeah, the building code. The building code. Yeah, the building code yeah. board appeals. I mean, the, when I hear developers, or that claim that developers aren't happy, I think it's more of the zoning and development code and not the building code. The building code is about the type of materials you have to use. But even oh. then, there's, there's, they would tell you there's some impediments there as well as far they? as what they're being required to use and do and stuff like that. For instance, okay. um, there may be a dog bar going in somewhere, but within the building permit you're required to have a space to store bicycles and so i don't know how many people are going to ride their bicycle with their dog to this dog bar and so it seems impractical for the person building it but once you get that's what the building code says and so for this very small space that has a very specific and limited use there's this whole building code thing that you have to overcome and so that isn't really safety related it's more like property values and economic prosperity and you know so that's what i would but could that possibly be and i don't know a lot but it might be a dog park and a dog bar in 2023 chances are it's not going to be a dog bar in 2026 and so you unless you want somebody to try to be grandfathered in or something you make them do it to the code because many businesses change hands within three to five years or go away or again I think yeah. yes exactly but I think that's why it also belongs in prosperity and economic security yeah, I think a dog bar is just a good example I don't there's a lot of businesses that that would be an impediment to them 
dedicating a certain amount of space to a place to park their bike. Right. Indoors. Indoors. Mm -hmm. Indoors. I'm just interested in the whole concept of a dog bar. I, so, <laughs> 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 just a great example. <laughs> so we're, we're reflecting back on the building code, board of appeals, and maybe changing the primary and secondary. Is that what we're we're saying? I've heard that safe and secure seems to still be a primary, but secondary, there's a little bit of a debate. I, I think, I, I, in, my, in my mind, looking at these indicators, mm. I don't, mm. like, yes, mm. I want building code, Board of Appeals to be focused primarily on safe and secure as part of their duty, but does it fit within our performance indicators? Yeah, but maybe the performance team. indicators need adjustment. That's fair. That may be, but I don't know that we're going to be the ones adjusting no, but, the strategic plan. Well, but, but this building code board of appeals is not one of the untouchables. untouchables. So if maybe it could be structured. If we're thinking about going forward from what exists now and not being tied to what exactly these things are currently, mm -hmm. it might be that we want to make it do that to fit in safe and secure or, or fit where we want it to fit. To have those concerns that everybody's talking about around here fit. To me, to me, I feel like mm -hmm. safe and secure should be number one, and prosperity and economic security should be number two. And I think, for me, when looking at them, with the progress indicators specifically, sometimes they'll have something which it's one progress indicator from one outcome area and maybe multiple from another. But just because it only fits one doesn't mean that it shouldn't necessarily be the focus. If, it, if, if that one progress indicator from one outcome area is, is really, really important and really, really fundamental to what they're doing, I think it can still it can still go there. So with the safe and secure, I agree. There's not there's not that many indicators on there. Really, just the first one, safe. Uh, but I think that that's foundational enough to what they're doing that we can leave it leave it with that as a primary and then add the uh, prosperity and economic security as a as a secondary. And I think I would go the opposite. I would do prosperity first and safe and secure because if you look at all the performance indicators, I think you can say there's five or six in here. Yeah. I mean, efficient and effective process, enhance and streamline the permitting processes and development codes. Like, that feels really core to what that would, that particular committee would be doing. Also making a business friendly. I mean, there's a lot that comes in here that, that I think this would fit. And so I'd say the more that it fits within any of these indicators, the more likely I feel like it should be the primary versus kind of one, one performance indicator. Not that safe and secure shouldn't be. Um, for the purposes of what we're doing here tonight, does that does it even matter other than organizing our thoughts a little bit better? Not, not especially. No. We could have a tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, yeah. We'll put it in both those. Put it in those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Asterisk next to it. Okay. Um, so um, let's do steering committees. Um, uh, take a quick break. And um, we have other things on the agenda that we need to talk about and make sure we get to. So um, we'll finish tonight, this so. page and then move on to the next agenda item? Mm -hmm. Well, we've got a couple. Well, if we finish steering committees and task forces, and then we've covered everything that's not an untouchable. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So the next one is community police oversight group. 
I'm not sure what this is <clears throat> as compared to the other. This is the one you referenced earlier. Oh, this is the one that I referenced. Okay. Yeah. I thought I'd seen that before. So community police oversight work group. I thought we had that on safe and secure. We have the CPAB CP. on mm -hmm. or C the review board. CPRB. So the oversight work group. That that this this is the group to talk about that. I see. Group. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> And this is okay, that's talking about the group that's okay. talking about this group. Okay. So the community police over <laughs> Okay. So, so it's apparently temporary. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's intended to be in all these I think are task forces or short duration. That's true. That the, these are just one, and I don't even know is the downtown master plan steering committee even still active? No, it's been adopted. Okay, so I mean, I, I think okay. it's still—it's <laughs> probably still embodied and not has been disbanded. That's the problem sometimes with these task force. Okay. Um, no official, but I think it's generally assumed once the the work is done and and it's mm -hmm. adopted by the city commission, then their work is done. So it it may not. I think maybe when we first drafted this, or maybe it's just still sticking up on our website. So I just cut and pasted everything on our website. Okay, so this is something that's just done. We did one. Don't spend that's too much time. <laughs> we did one. <laughs> nice work. There you go. Okay, land development code updates here. Um, that's ongoing, and does that have a sun? That has a sunset. It's, yeah, they will complete their work yeah. here. I think before the end of this year, ideally, mm -hmm. and then it'll be pretty much turned over to the the contractor and the and the city commission. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that one's taken care of. Um, Transit Route Redesign Steering Committee. Could, could we pause on those really quick? If we're going back to our original, what do we want to have as these committees in the end? Like these are temporary in nature, but downtown, downtown master plan is always something that this, this community is going to be considering. So are we, is this just gonna be in every, every three years and same with land development code? Are we, is this part, does something like this need to be in, in one of these? that we're always considering as part of a different board that maybe we create. And then when it comes up, there's a subcommittee created within that committee that focuses on the downtown master plan as it, in that moment. Yes, that could be what we do. Yes, yes. invent so something I and- I would want to make sure that these still find a place in here so we, so we consider that as what we want in the end. So we just give it a temporary name of a, a down, some sort of downtown I think the, we could put these these using these titles as they currently exist um, and putting within one of the outcomes, and then we can just make sure that when we're doing the, our end result, that we're considering where this where these fall within a new committee or an existing committee that we've established in in that area that outcome. So the community police oversight work group would also be safe and secure. Yeah, I think it's safe and secure for sure. And then the downtown master plan steering committee. We have we haven't actually assigned them a, an outcome area yet. Mm -hmm. um, Unmistakable. Unmistakable Lawrence. Yeah, would I mean, be where I would put it. Yeah, it's essential downtown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unmistakable, but also um, the prosperity uh -huh. development. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. So we're doing those. Mm -hmm. Do you want that to be assigned as primary and secondary? And 
the land development code. I imagine economic prosperity also as part of one of those. Anything else? Yeah, that Two. would. I think it might rest there primarily, but yeah, definitely reaches into a lot of these others, but yeah, primary. Not as prosperity, not as security. Yes. Uh, anybody? I was thinking also maybe potentially if we're going to put it somewhere, just in thinking of our warm, welcoming neighborhoods in terms of neighborhood design, that land development code will impact that tremendously, I imagine, our neighborhood mm -hmm. design. Yep. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, transit route. Connected city, city. Number, num number one. <laughs> yeah. Strong welcome in neighborhoods, perhaps as a secondary, because that does talk about transit uh, routes as part of it. It's also a prosperity and economic thing as well. It really, it exists well in both of those spaces as a secondary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. We've got one with two primaries, so give one with two secondaries. Yeah. Put an asterisk next to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that might be significant when we come along when we think about yeah. some of these overarching roles. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, when we see where it lives. Yeah. yeah. Um, pedestrian, obviously, partly. Connected city, warm, welcoming neighborhoods, one of those that's going to kind of like the transit route and the. Yeah. I agree with that. And then, the, so that, so pedestrian would be the, also connected city and warm, welcoming neighborhoods. Strong, welcoming. Strong, well, thank you. I keep warm, welcoming. Um, and then there's the big transportation 2050. Um, steering committee. So can you, can, I, can you give us a little history on, we've divided up transportation into many different. Lots of slices. There's a multimodal commission and then there's this transportation 2050, we got pedestrians, we got bicycles, we got, so how did that happen? Um, I, I, no, I really couldn't. Um, I would say to some extent, you know, I, my, my career has mostly been spent in metros. Mm -hmm. And so these systems all tie together and mm -hmm. we're all connected with lots of different cities. And so metropolitan planning and regional mm -hmm. stuff happens. And that doesn't happen here. We have an MPO and we do it ourselves. So I suspect that that's why you're seeing so many of these. Um, we're pretty sophisticated in the way we try and approach transportation here and there are a lot of stakeholder groups so I would say I mean I, I can't explain why there's 45 different boards and commissions <laughs> um, but I would say that there's a lot of particularity on transportation and capital investment stuff that'd be my best guess but there's other people in the organization and the community hmm. that could probably do a better job okay so would we just land transportation 2050 in the connected city Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah. I think it should be there, but I think secondary should be the prosperity and economic security. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
So we have made it through all the that were not untouchables um, and placed them in these various outcome categories. Um, so that's a, a great first step. We, we're going to take a break, but we've got on the agenda, if I can find it in all my notes and paperwork here, we need to talk about that. So that's part of our visioning. So we need to talk about where, where to go from here. We do need to um, talk about these questionnaires um, so that they can go out and talk about community engagement plan before we go this evening. So yes, in the future meeting dates. So take a break, five minute break. Work for everybody. Sounds good. Um, so that was the first step into visioning, getting sort of thinking about buckets of where to put things and having a little discussion about what we've got. Um, as part of, uh, as Craig was just saying, reminding as part of our discussion um, in the future is not only do we have to decide or give our recommendation for what these boards and commissions are going to be and what their purpose is, but also their structure you know, their decision-making rules and regs sort of thing for how they're going to go about doing their business. And that, I think, has a lot to do with these questionnaires that are going out, um, these draft questionnaires that go out to the staff liaisons and to the current commission chairs to kind of get an idea of how the board, existing boards are functioning now and how they wish they were functioning if it's, if they're not if there's improvements, are there, are, are, is everybody, if you read through them, you know, is everybody clear on what their mission is? Um, is it effective? Is it efficient? Um, are they fulfilling their purpose? Uh, and I, I think, based on reading of these questionnaires, it's going to give us a sense to help us take our list with our, our outcomes and help us structure the boards going forward based on the comments in these questionnaires of how the people who are actually on these boards and commissions are functioning and what they suggest function. If anybody can state that better, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> um, when I looked at the, <clears throat> the questions, one thing that struck me that I would like to know is what what other board uh, commission would you like to have more of a connection to? You know, I mean, it's like as Parks and Rec, if I had to answer that question, I'd say we need to have more contact with the health department. And, and I don't know whether that fits into what, you know, our scope, but I think the advisory boards themselves or the, might have some idea of, yeah, more, a lot, we do a lot of work that has to do with blank, but we never talk to them. Yes. We, uh, the Human Relations Commission was considering having a representative or sending a commissioner to the community police review board mm -hmm. meetings. Um, I think that's an excellent question to add to the questionnaire. That would really facilitate our 
tasks here. It, it, it makes me think of when you're doing space planning, your adjacency uh, chart. The architects like to say adjacency charts, like who needs to be around each other. Cause, well, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. That, that was one of the things that I thought about when just looking at the you know, just grouping the different groups, different boards and commissions. I'm um, just thinking about how I, I feel like more interconnectivity between them and more communication between them will probably mm -hmm. benefit them all. So I'll okay. agree with that. I think adding a question. Could stop yes. add that to the questionnaire. Mm -hmm. okay. Absolutely. Certainly gets the efficiency and effectiveness piece. Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, like the. The art center and the library and Watkins Museum. I mean, they should all be in contact, but we don't have much contact. At least at the board, I think the staff does, but the board, board doesn't. In, in drafting the community engagement plan and the two questionnaires, did we utilize any, any of the resources that uh, City of Bozeman or City of Corvallis had utilized in their restructure of their commissions and boards, or had communication with them about how, how they went about this process and what was some of their pain points and what was some of their their more effective points in, in this whole thing? So I recommend most of these questions, and Hannah kind of chimed in. Uh, so I didn't consciously do that, but I'm, you know, I did study all of those, and both of these two are on the list, by the way, because they they presented at the International City County Management Association meeting, and it this last fall, I said, that's amazing, <laughs> and uh, so I did drill down. They were just easy to access, and so I, I was influenced by that, and and when I'm when I put the questionnaire in there, but wasn't conscious of asking that question. Right. They did this, so we're also getting Perfect. So what do, do we all think that we need to know from the existing structure that we have to inform us going forward? I mean, is there, are there other questions? Are there other, I mean, what else do we need to know from the existing city structure or these boards and commission structures? in order to I'm, I'm really intrigued on city of Corvallis so they how they follow the the, the IAP2 process um, as with each one of these committee of these boards and committees and so how how does the boards and committees follow I mean if this is something that we as a city also are pushing and, and follow so how do our commissions and boards do the same thing do we know right now in terms of um, that question is, do, does each board and commission have a community engagement no. mandate structure? No, that will be part of this work going forward. It's a big part of why I'm sitting in this chair right now is so that moving forward, future forward, our boards and commissions have a sense of expectations of community engagement, how they tap into city community engagement resources and how they work with city staff to engage the community all throughout the life cycle of a project so that when their initiative, their idea, their whatever it is, reaches this room, mm -hmm. it's had lots and lots of public feedback along the way to make it the best it could be. So so I imagine that means there's probably some uniformity to that, plus maybe some tweaking for individual 
There's some general best practices. There'll okay. be some guidelines, kind of a, just to give people a little bit of structure, because I always find that helpful mm -hmm. for myself. I think it's helpful for others, too. But what we tell um, internal city projects when they come up and they say, hey, we have a community engagement component, is that it's always going to be a discussion first, because we need to sit down, look through this spectrum, and talk through um, what you're trying to accomplish and what question you're asking of the community. Because good community engagement is predicated on asking a meaningful question that the public can uh, weigh in on and that is actionable by staff. So it will, there will be general guidelines, but there will also, I, I'll be sort of a consultant in a consultant capacity, working with boards and commissions, working with internal staff, working with external partners who want to partner with the city um, on certain projects. So. Yeah, but what's missing oftentimes in these uh, surveys is a representative sample. You know, and, and you know, I get to my, <laughs> my issue. I mean, I mean, you look at the city of Olathe, they do a scientific survey, like ETC, we do ETC as well, survey every, every quarter. And it's a scientific survey every quarter of residents, of residents, and they, in addition to whatever broad questions they ask, they ask a question that's relevant to that particular time period. Like for, like for, the summer, they might say, how was the snow removal? How do you feel? But it was a scientific sample. And so I think as we need to think more about who are we asking? You know, are we only asking people who are interested, are there? I want to know more from a representative sample. But you, but you want to know both though, right? Because I think it's very, informative to have that situational awareness about what do existing chairs and commission, committee, board members, oh. what do they think about their service and what they're doing? Because they're tip of the spear. I mean, they're actually oh, right sure. there. But yeah, I mean, how, what does the community think about it as well? Absolutely. I agree. So my understanding, you just say that when the general public is consulted, it needs to be a broader, um, a broader sample than just those who Show see up. it in their water and go to the website yeah. and answer the questionnaire because they have the time yeah. to do so. They're not making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and driving to dance studio with four <laughs> kids in the back. <laughs> yeah, but that's a broader issue for the city uh, <laughs> to, to have to consider. Yeah, I mean, sure I think there's a couple of contexts. I'm, I'm not sure I'm catching everything. Are we talking about the survey that is that you're talking about with stakeholder input to inform the work of this committee? That's different than what that's yeah. right. Well, we need to discuss both. Is these questionnaires that are targeted to board structure, and then also part of that is the whole that we're supposed to design a public input for this. So just for process. some context, what's being proposed is two questionnaires early in your work, which you have in front of you, one to staff liaisons, one to current board commission chairs and members, a public input meeting, and then another digital questionnaire that's open to all, including the public, where once recommendations have been developed, there's an opportunity for feedback on those recommendations. What's also important with public participation is that you scope it appropriately. We're on an ambitious timeline. So we had to take that into consideration when we built this public participation plan. We had to scope it so that we can realistically, uh, but still meaningfully, get feedback from our community and from our uh, very invested stakeholders. 
who are current board and commission chairs and members and staff liaisons. I just, um, I'm gonna have to scoot out of here, but um, it seems like we do need to approve the draft questionnaire, or we ought to if we're gonna stay on this timeline, correct? Mm -hmm. Um, that's my understanding is that we need to yeah with the changes that we recommended does anyone if we just isolate this real quick the questionnaire um, are there any other questions that anyone thinks should be added other than what staff has already taken just the question um, about who who should you have who would you want to have more contact with what board or department or something I I would suggest a question as far as the board chairs and members is I'd like to know how they came to be on the board how did they get involved it's just a general question how'd you get there mm -hmm. yeah I think that's a great question I think something which is tricky with all volunteer boards is that um, sort of like the, the peanut butter jelly sandwich thing you said earlier. Just the, the reality that like it's hard to get an accurate cross-section of our population because serving on a board in a voluntary capacity requires having the time to do that. And so I think I, I like that, that idea. I do also think the only other thing that came to my mind was, um, you know, there's nothing really in the questionnaire for the board and uh, the chairs and, and members just about sort of the nature of what they're doing. I thought it'd be kind of interesting to hear from, I mean, I'd be interested to hear from members of the Cultural Arts Commission what they feel like is the most important thing we do. Like what, you know, or if they had to mm. summarize the, the goal, something like that, because there's some sort of n numeric uh, scales here for people to, um, to rate how things are going. I, th I think a little bit of narrative section would be nice. Okay, so have that as an open-ended question? Yeah, just, mm -hmm. just to, um, in order of preference, what are your what's the most important list them? Mm. No, yeah. I think it just I mean personally, because <laughs> attorneys are taught not to ask the question you don't know the answer to. <laughs> like what is what do you and your as part of your service on this board committee commission? What's the most important thing you do? I'd really be curious to see what that unprompted answer is, because someone might just say you know showing up that's important but some might have some very esoteric analysis of well this is why I'm here and this is why it's important it could be really interesting I, also I don't know if you want to be if you want that sort of I don't know it's up whether you all want it I, I wonder if it would be at all interesting to ask those board and commission chairs if they see themselves sharing an end or a journey with any other existing boards that they may know of. As part of that question, who would you like to know more about? And, and yeah, but part B is, share, do, you, do you, share, you share a mission or a vision? Share a mission. That's, yeah, you, I didn't use the right words. Yeah, so I would love to have that two-part question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because maybe some of these things will align by nature. Mm -hmm. So the question would be, to which board, um, maybe this will be wordsmith a little bit, but to which board would you like to have a closer relationship to, and do you see yourself sharing a mission with any other existing boards? You see yourself, do you see your board as sharing a mission with other existing boards? Did I a mission that? or a vision? Mission or a vision. Because they may be like, well, you know, like HRC and um, CPRB is yeah. totally different. 
we have different missions, but we do share a similar vision and have overlapping or a path vision. or substance. Yeah, you can use all of those. A lot of Venn diagrams. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. The other important thing is, are there any other stakeholder groups? We couldn't really identify any primary stakeholder groups. We're going to catch the general public at the towards the end. Uh, we're talking to the liaisons who are there listening and helping you all, hopefully, with your work. And we're going to talk to the members, the many, many members, like 300 members. Well, one question I had about the staff liaison one, I, it may be in here more. I just, do they find the information coming from an advisory board actionable and useful? Mm -hmm. I would also like to note from the staff liaison if they find that they're doing the work of the advisory board or if they are actually liaising the board to the city. That's a good one. You know, like. Back me up one second, slow writer. Okay, so do they find the info coming from the board? What was your adjective? Actionable. Actionable. And, and helpful. And helpful. Okay. Or it, it meets the mission. Meets the mission. Of the Remedy. Mission driven. Okay. And then Katie, what was yours? Uh, mine was do they find that the they're doing the work of the board or is the board doing the work and they're actually just liaison? Are you satisfied with the work of the board? Mm -hmm. I would really love I to love know that. that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought that's I a good that. way of raising it. I, th I think staff say on the BZA do a great job, but I know that I drive them up the wall every once in a while. <laughs> I absolutely know that for a fact. <laughs> well, it, it's all over the board. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all over the board. Mm -hmm. And it, we, I, I did earlier, Sherry, Sherry and I had a, an, a, an open Zoom meeting with all the liaisons probably 18 months or two years ago. All over the board. Mm -hmm. All over the board with what they do, their role, their relationship, mm -hmm their values of effectiveness. So I'm interested in this, this new questionnaire that will gather that and share it with you. I like that phrase using satisfied, because it's broad. It, it allows all kinds of input using that particular, yeah, are you satisfied with the report? I like that phrasing. That's really I know we're getting community input after we've done this, but I, I wonder if there's any value in some specific community partners that uh, on the front end, like maybe the Chamber of Commerce, Lawrence Home Builders Association, that do have a lot of engagement with these specific boards to see what, the, how they feel the effectiveness of of these boards might be. Um, frequent users, frequent yeah. visitors, frequent engagers. Because these are internal groups, groups who frequently engage with boards and commissions. Right. With, I mean, with timeline, with some broad license for us, I think we could come up with that. I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a research project, but I think we could see who has spoken at all these different ones and is there some commonality. There's some risk that, you know, we we were omitting some that, you know, in pur on purpose or whatever, but right. it, if, we, if we can just say, hey, top 10 who spoke in last year or something like that. Mm -hmm. I imagine that might also include people like the neighborhood association. Right, neighborhood associations as well. And this town does have some very institutionalized interest groups that are uh, 
frequent participators, yeah. active participators, mm -hmm. as you well know. <laughs> so you mentioned that figuring out who is speaking in these groups might be sort of a research project for, for you and staff. So I was going to wait to a more appropriate time, but I feel like I do actually have a couple other questions that I think could help inform our decisions going forward that would probably fall on staff to, to okay. deliver to us. Mm -hmm. um, that would be, I, I'm curious, um, for all of these boards and commissions we're looking at, um, just how many members they have, how many vacant seats they have. Um, I'm interested in potential overlap. I mean, I'm sure there's a number of people who are on a couple. So I think that, you know, it could be interesting to look at just how many how many folks are on, on multiple boards, um, and then just regularity with how, how often they meet, how long their meetings are, how many public comments they have. I think a lot of that basic information about how they function could kind of inform um, maybe their value to the community or just how effective or productive they are. I mean, we at the, at the Cultural Arts Commission, we have a few comments here and there, usually pretty fun and not too, uh, we don't get attacked all that often, but um, uh, I do definitely see that as like a sign of, of how aware the community is of what we're doing and how engaged the community is with trying to, you know, how invested they are in what we do. So I think some of those things would be interesting to just have just a whole bunch of numbers that you and your staff would have to spend a lot of time putting together for us. But I think that would be interesting because very early on when Travis, when, when you brought up um, just kind of doing a quick vote of which of these things we felt like were priorities. It's tricky for me because I really don't know. I know how, how my commission is, how frequently we, we meet, and how invested and active everybody is. But for some of the ones on here, I just have no idea. I don't know if they meet once a year, twice a year, if there's three people on there, if half the people don't show up, and stuff like that. And so I think some of that stuff will inform sort of the, where, where a lot of these bodies are sort of in their life cycle? Is this something which is starting to kind of peter out naturally and people aren't that invested, both the people involved and also the community members? So if we could potentially get some of that information, I think I would be really curious to, to know that stuff. Well, we've already kind of sort of taken the temperature tonight in a broad way where, I mean, the people sitting here, I give Craig Props for I mean every question we've thrown at you, you you were right there with it. But you know the other people sitting at this at this table have a lot of um, are really invested in this city. I mean we've all been really involved, you know, all in all different little places. But we came across a few of these boards and we just had no idea what they were doing or what was going on. And that's interesting to me, you know, that sitting here at this table, there's a lot of institutional knowledge. And we just didn't have any clue. Mm -hmm. So, you know, <laughs> you're probably safe from a difficult. But if you ask those interest groups, like you talked about, asking them to just the guy on the street, that's a lot like asking Congress, asking the tobacco industry, how would you like to be regulated? Or, FTX, what, how do you wanna, what rules do you wanna follow? What procedures would you like? And that's just the way it seems to a person from the outside looking in. When you solicit from the people that you're, the builders that you're gonna put the zoning on, you're asking them how do you want it to be run? The perception is not good to just the person that doesn't 
just is on the outside. I sort of think, thought of these questionnaires serving a dual purpose as we were crafting them together, right? They're, they're meant to give you data to make better decisions, and they're meant to engage folks who are really invested in this question, so they're serving that same purpose. I can see, uh, I think your point is really well taken about making decisions for boards that you don't understand fully, or you don't know what they do, or you don't have a, an entree point onto. My, uh, as you all were talking, my community engagement technique brain lit up, and I was like, wouldn't it be so fun to do lightning talks to sort of invite the board chairs to come just give a quick sort of rundown of what they're doing. I think that might be a little too ambitious for our, for our timeline, but um, to Daniel's point, I think we can look at what might be a scoped, feasible way to get you a little bit more information on the makeup of these boards and the purpose they serve and how often they meet and all of those things. But if I had more time, I could, I could dream up a... <laughs> I see like these, a lot, some of these boards having high importance, but like also high vacancy and high turnover. And so, like, low effectiveness and interest from the community and thus could be maybe absorbed by someone else, you know, because there's not a lot of interest in serving on that board or they just don't have an effective chair, you know. But, yeah, I, I, the, the board chair questionnaire, I think, should have some of those questions. Do you have high vacancies? Do you consistently have vacancies? Is your, do, is your board fully staffed or whatever it's called right now you know like those kind of questions on that chair just then you don't have to do it I think our, our I think our system does tally those things so we can give you oh, okay. I think we can do that because we have a, a system that does that so we'll we'll do the best we I get what you're saying and we'll try and see how much time we can do and some things that have higher value that are it's on the city website. Some of them are anyway. It is. It's, it's, it'll say how many vacancies, but that doesn't. It's not historic. Like it just oh. says how many open how many vacancies right time. now. But it doesn't say like are those vacancies pretty consistent? Is this board ever fully staffed? Yeah. Like does anyone ever really stay on it longer than like six months? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we can do some of those things. They're just factual, and okay. also there's a liaison for all of these, so we can very quickly say, hey, yeah, turn in your assignment to us, yeah. fill out this questionnaire, mm -hmm. and get the, the data back for you. Okay. And, and they're not, they're not uh, qualitative, they're just factual. Yeah. So we'll try and, and tease them. Mm -hmm. Now, given the time, thank you. Um, you if, do we have any more questions for the questionnaires? No. The, the only question I have is that we've spoken clearly about the the, the, the board chairs filling these out, but we do speak to chairs and members. Is the expectation that this goes, it's to all the members of those commissions and, and boards? That is our yes. Okay. So um, we do need to discuss the public input and to schedule that, but do we have any quick, I don't know, Kitty, for idea for meetings, or should we just email at this point it's fine okay yeah, we'll try and I'll make it work okay however. okay um, so we, we have two very important things we still need to get to before eight o'clock and that is the public input how that's going to look when it's going to be scheduled and then our next meeting dates does staff have clear you guys have enough clear direction for these two yeah, items. I don't, think we, I don't think we reconciled though two different ways of seeing invitation to other stakeholder groups or frequent flyers. Mm -hmm. I think I heard a different mm -hmm. thought on that and I, and I certainly don't want to open it up to something that distracts us. I think it would be informative to see what the perception is from those groups personally. 
you might need some help narrowing that that group down to know when we say that group who exactly we're talking about so i've heard the chamber thrown around i've heard um, people who attend regularly and comment i think the um, neighborhood association the neighborhood association do we risk excluding somebody that's going to get you might we do yeah, absolutely we do but mm -hmm. hopefully you know we apologize and we thank them for coming forward <laughs> you know when they do come forward in, in my instinct mm -hmm. is that if we're going to have public feedback sessions there are groups which are really engaged with these bodies and are you know are really invested in what they're doing they're gonna they're gonna come to them or I mean you know everyone is gonna be aware of this is happening um, so representatives just like anybody will have an opportunity to be there um, and I mean I would assume that if they are invested and involved in those groups I, I assume that they would be there Okay, so we're gonna add, we are gonna ask a general questionnaire. Would that does that cover it? We're gonna do that during the community engagement portion of this, so yeah, that might cover it then. Yeah, I, I agree. I think from a timeline perspective, if if as long as that's before we're we're moving forward on the restructuring everything, then I think yeah, I agree with Dan. That so those we'll, interest we'll groups them. will show up at the general. Right. I, so. I mean, I definitely feel like with the Cultural Arts Commission, occasionally something's coming up, whether it's like community art, arts grants, whatever, and it's like we can reach out to the people who, the, you know, the usual customers or whatever. They know. The, yeah. the people who, who need to know, they, they find out. Yeah. I'm good with that. Okay. So I guess the thing is, is discuss what is this public input piece mm -hmm. going to look like and when? Yes. So um, when I drafted this timeline, it was all, there's some educated guesses being made, right? Because you all hadn't met yet. You hadn't developed your work plan. I hadn't heard what you thought. Uh, but I just wanted to get something that you could respond to. So this is a proposed work plan. It's really up to the committee to decide uh, within the four-month time frame how you want to pace the work out. But this just gives you a starting place and something to use as kind of a suggestion. But the sooner we schedule the public input meeting, um, the sooner we can start communicating about it and make sure that uh, notification about it makes it to all of those stakeholder groups that we've identified. I think when we talked about it, I, I find the, the engagement on issues stronger if there's something to react to and that you have enough time to listen to what you heard and incorporate it I think that's much more genuine so you don't when you say the committee should host a public hearing to solicit input from the general public you don't necessarily mean that it has to happen in February I, I think the timing is I think we're, we're April is when we need to be done so I think as long as there's enough time to react to what you've heard so you mm -hmm. have a draft or some ideas or maybe even some options, you want some input, mm -hmm. and then you, there's enough time for us to take that input and make it incorporated into your recommendations to the commission. Yeah, it's whether or not you want to be inundated with data up front. If you want to get the mm -hmm. questionnaires and the public meeting out there and really just listen, right? Really mm -hmm. sort of take it all in. Or if you want to sort of do the questionnaires, develop some recommendations, talk to the public, refine your um, recommendations based on what you've heard from the public. But again, with a four-month time frame, that all has to happen at a pretty fast clip. So, something to... Just be honest, and we talked about, I mean, I'm super into this subject. <laughs> 
a lot of people are not. You all are because you live it, you volunteer, you care about how the function is. This gets a little bit wonkish for most people. And so we probably will hear from people that are motivated similarly, but you know, you're probably, you want to make sure you've caught things that it wouldn't have occurred to you or hadn't occurred to the body right. that you're formulating. And those will be probably from known community members. I would agree. I would agree, yeah. Can I just add, I just want to make sure we're clear when we're talking about timeline, that the resolution says four months um, from the initial meeting, which is today. So we're looking at May. February, March, April, May. I'm, I've already established I cannot count, so. Okay. No, no, I just, I had heard April, and I'm not sure from who. I just want to make sure. And Tony, I, we're, we're, yeah. Well, because that April makes May. it maybe feel a little less mm -hmm. stressful. Yeah. So your question is, if I understand it, do you want to have a public meeting and say, we're considering doing something, or we're considering doing this, we're going to put zoning board with building code, mm -hmm. and we're going to put mm -hmm. something with parks and rec. Mm -hmm. And then people can respond. Mm -hmm. And if it affects them, they might. Right, yes. they will. If they know about it, and it's convenient for them. Mm -hmm. They will. I, I think the second option mm -hmm. is just being a person, not on a board. Would, I would be more likely to say, oh, I don't want that, or yeah, I want that, and then you show up. But if it's just we're going to sit around and talk about it, well, my life is busy. Yeah. I think this is the way my small brain looks at it. It's like, you know, when I had a family member that retired and decided to move to the beach, and there was a 2,000 square foot house there they'd been in for 30 years, and they're moving to a 600 square foot condo, and so every single thing in that house went to three piles the keep, the going away and the maybe you know but at the end of the day that house is going to get cleaned out and it's a difficult thing but it happened <laughs> you know my, my preference is definitely to do questionnaire recommendation listening and then revision um, which is I think is, yeah. is what, you, what you said as well you know, I, I have a background in design and if you go to someone and have a first design meeting with them and just give them Carte blanche. Carte blanche. You, you come away with all sorts of very mixed messages and stuff. And if you get if you show them something, people are really good at telling you what they they don't they don't like once you once you've given them an initial draft. And that can be the, the impetus for, for driving us towards what, what ends up being what people do want. So I think I think especially with a limited time time frame, mm -hmm. giving people at least an initial recommendation and I mean for us all understanding that we're probably going to change it a lot after that. I think is is going to is going to make things progress faster than just having an open forum for people to kind of throw out all sorts of suggestions. And there's a psychology of change, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's what we're trying to mm -hmm. get a handle on and represent. There's going to be some loss. This is different than what I expected. What I'm hoping is that we're painting a compelling vision of this new future that's really exciting. So there's no problem with show, show, having people show up for a meeting or getting a quorum. They're really enthusiastic because mm -hmm. this is meaningful work that is welcome, that is needed every single meeting they go to. 
So that's the hope is that we get both. Acknowledge the change in what's being lost, but also get excited about this future. Comments from the other side of the table? Travis, Chris, John, does that sound like a plan to get comments after yes. some structure? Yeah, I would agree. Okay. And, and yeah, I think we should show them something right. to get them real invested real quick, you know, and then I think we'll start getting a lot of, get a lot of input, a lot of, a lot of ideas. Well, I think too that there's a preamble mm -hmm. to, that, to that as well, which has to do with the city has adopted a strategic plan. The staff organization is being reconfigured according to that plan. Part, the next step or a step is configuring the advisory board so that they're part. I'm just laying out, you know, why are we doing this? I would agree with that too. I, I, I also think the in the resolution to say it does say four months or as soon as they're for thereafter as practical so I don't think any of us want this stretching on for a, a long period of time but there is a little, a little leeway as to the time frame of this if we need more time to gather the data to present something that that would be my hesitation of us doing things the right way if we want to come with something we need to come with something that's thoughtful and deliberate not just something together for to have a first initial discussion. So if it's going to take longer to get that first thoughtful and, and deliberate mm -hmm. recommendations, then we need to do that. And if, if that's March, then that's March. Okay. Yeah. okay. So we're we're talking about moving the public input meeting to phase three after recommendations have been developed. My question then would we would be are we going to be um, also running a second questionnaire in that phase? Um, that was the initial plan, right? It was two questionnaires at the front, a public meeting, and then another questionnaire. Do you also want to run a questionnaire at the same time as the public meeting is happening so that there's multiple ways for people to feedback on the recommendations? Um, that never hurts. Never hurts to give people options. Actually, that can show a really robust commitment to, to hearing people and meeting people where they're at. Yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. It's always limiting to have one date where everybody, you have yeah. your chance yes. right now. Yeah. Right, here's the date. Or not. And some people express themselves better in writing as yeah. well, too, right? Yeah. So it gives people that, right. that mm -hmm. opportunity. Mm -hmm. Okay, is that enough to go on? Uh, yes, I think so. Daniel, so, did you have something else? Please. Yeah, I was, I was just looking at the agenda and, and seeing that the, the only thing left is to, is for us to uh, discuss future meeting dates and times, which I guess would be contingent on, I think we would want, do we want to run the questionnaires kind of in their entirety and then meet, or do we want to meet again while the questionnaires are still active? Or, I would like the questionnaires to be back. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So how long is, is long enough for, for the two questionnaires? <laughs> I would say... Um, no less than a week, ideally two, but yeah, you're going to need for sure two to beat the bushes and yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, their current board commit, current board chairs and members and staff liaisons. So these are pretty invested people, yeah. but still, there will be a few that you'll have to you know remind and follow yeah. up with. So, is it also possible ahead of a next meeting where we would have time to digest some of that a little bit before the meeting? Yeah. So we would get some results. So we'd have not be sitting here reading all of them. Yes, and prepare Maybe. yourselves for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe three weeks from now. Yes, that would be appropriate. So we'll okay. we'll work to turn those questionnaires around this week mm -hmm. still get them out, right. and then that gives the 
14 days for response and then compilation and dissemination. If they go out on the 20th, they could close on the 3rd. Uh, you guys need a week. Um, that would take us up to the 10th would be Friday. The following week would start on February 13th. And I just want to say that I warned everybody when before that I was gone mid-February out of the country. But I have no problem if this needs to, to happen to hand over the chair to somebody else for that for that meeting. And I, I, I can study and respond, of course. But so that's just because then you're looking but at mid-February. So um, and you're I'm back the 20th. You're back the 20th. Okay. Um, you'll be sort of digesting all that data and trying to make mm -hmm. sense of it both individually and when you come together. And again, I would just give you a heads up that mm -hmm. that's hard work. And you're gonna, there's a lot of really provocative questions on here. So I think you're going to have a lot to sort through, mm -hmm. even if you do a lot of pre-work. Mm -hmm. um, so you're doing that work together. And then you would need to be moving towards probably refinement of recommendations uh, sometime in March. So still seems feasible just do you feel that voting on a vice chair would be prudent if if something needs to occur in that time time period while you're out of the country yes. that we have a vice chair that can hold a meeting in the event we need to have a meeting yeah um, let's see is there a proper procedure for when we do this for representative for my day job, everybody just points to one person. That's what it is. That's how it works. Right. Do we have volunteers? I'll volunteer. If you'll have me. Well, you chair the land meetings for years. I know. So one last hurrah, and then I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Somebody else has a. We we're we're working on that. We need a date. I know I'm not a member of any yeah. board, but I will be yeah. out of town the 16th yeah. through the 23rd, I think. So, so we lose you starting on the. I mean, 8th through the 20th. Be the vice chair if no one has. And then she's on the 6th. Right? So yeah. To chair the next meeting. She's not going to be a perfect chair. I mean, it, part of it is, I'm assuming that we can participate via Zoom if we're out of town, mm -hmm. not out of country. I, I am out of country. I'm going to be out of the country at the end of February. You're, okay. You're out of country. Sherry has a... Starting at what date? Sorry. I'm just trying to make sure I'm hearing the conversation about dates and also on the, um, the vice chair. So is this chairing just the next meeting? Are you depending on what the date is? <coughs> okay. Depends. But it's always good to have a substitute in case anything. Right. So you're talking about sending out the questionnaire this Friday, the 20th, this Friday. Mm -hmm. and giving everybody two weeks yes. to mm -hmm. complete it. So yes. that's the third of February. Yes. And then allowing us one week to digest. So we're looking at the week of 13 February, which is right in the middle of when you're gone. Mm -hmm. But we're looking at that tentatively being the start of when we can. Reconvene. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Sherry leaves the 23rd and you leave. Oh, you leave the 16th. I leave the 16th. You leave the 16th. So available until okay. the morning of the 16th. Okay. So 13, 14, and 15. Because I'm going mm -hmm. to a trade show, mm -hmm. I won't be able to Zoom until like 7 p.m. Right. this time because I'm going okay. west. And so if you're back on the 23rd, when do you leave, Stan? <laughs> <laughs> 
But the 15th only is yeah. you. It's a Wednesday. Then that, yeah. The 15th works for me, or the 22nd would work for everybody. But it's pushing. No, it won't work for Sherry. No, Sherry's not. The 15th bad. would work for me. Well, the, the 22nd won't, though. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Is that 15th does not work for me? The yeah, I've got a school. i got a 16th. KU. Is, uh, looks okay. Yeah, I'm good on the 16th. So what date can we do lose the fewest people? <laughs> uh, so looking just on availability of room, it looks like the 15th and the 23rd are looking available. Um, I think this 22nd. What about the 16th? Uh, the 16th, we have, I need to see the times. We do have two meetings in here, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, the Historic Resources Commission, I believe, meets about the same time. Mm -hmm. in this. You lose Sherry and I that date. But the 15th should be fine. There are two people that can't do the. These are critical. The 23rd, though, is two of you. The 16th was two of us were gone on the 16th. And the 23rd, how many people are gone? Sherry is gone. And Stan. Okay. And and John's gone. Okay. Can we meet at the Parks and Rec building in that conference room? I don't think we can broadcast. We can because we've had. SAB meetings out of there that we broadcast. Yeah, okay. okay. We do. We do Zoom meetings out of the parts. Yeah, we could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, Tony just gave me a good suggestion. Uh, we could shorten the time frame for the surveys to ten days and open up a week. Let me see what that would mean. I have to look at the number of dates again. So that would be going on the twentieth. Ten days would be closing on the first, roughly. Um, getting you the data right as soon as we possibly can so the first or the second and then that opens up the first week in february for our meeting i think our invested stakeholders we can we can get them to cooperate with day. <laughs> i missed which dates we were possibly looking. stan's gone the sixth and seventh i'm gone the seventh not the seventh seven, okay the whole week is good for me the sixth do we have the sixth has anybody gone the sixth six is good for me Stan's still here? Yeah, I'm good on the sixth. There yes. is a basketball Travis? game on the sixth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Travis is, is I not sure yet. I think I might be double booked on that day. Oh. So I'm already gonna have to decide <laughs> where I'm not gonna be that day. This would be the third place that I'm supposed to be. <laughs> the sixth, mm -hmm. yeah, is not awesome for me. <clears throat> but the seventh is good. Well, what was wrong with uh, it looks like Monday City the commission. 6th yeah. has transportation commission in oh. this room already and we can't use another space is that the deal without Kurt yes can get where where else can we have a meeting uh, have Astra and planning or the parks and rec facility these guys are talking about okay and can, do you have to do the meeting can you do two concurrent meetings I mean <laughs> yes okay can you be gone on our city commission night? Yeah. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> you look a little hopeless. I mean, you're on city business. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would impact all of us. Uh, so is it possible for us to, I mean, do we need, can we, can we look at, that's a lot of logistics for me to try to look at tonight to make sure those rooms are available. Can we look at that range? And I have all your dates of when you're out and send send that out again to everyone or do we need to decide that right now okay you have, i just you have yeah. our dates that you are out our, yes I, I, she'll 
How, how did you get that? You sent those to us. <laughs> Maybe you didn't, but there were when we did an initial polling of availability, I sent that to all of you. Oh. I, guess I, I, I remember answering questions about what days were better to meet on. And some people said when they're out of out of town. Okay. Okay. Then if you could send that to me and I can also I'll be re listening to this meeting. Send to you when we're Yeah. I just and again, I mean, if, if that's not a good plan, Craig, let me know. But I just think for us to try to find another room with all of this tonight, I would hate to set on a date that we can't schedule. Right. Sherry will work her scheduling magic mm -hmm. um, right. and be in touch with all of you. So send Sherry your dates that you are yeah. not available. All right. So I want to, I'm sorry, but I want to ask a little bit more about this. I. Um, like on February 8th, we're having our sustainability advisory board meeting. I'm going to chair that from Washington, D.C. on Zoom. I can participate on Zoom. Of course. Uh, yep. If, if we're set up to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I so, can participate that week. So when you say unavailable and tell Sherry her your unavailability, that just means you can't do Zoom or live. Okay. So when I'm out of the country in the jungle at the end of the month in February, which I'll be, cool. I'm not participating. I can't. <laughs> that would be a pretty That'd cool participation, yeah, though, like uh, on your phone with the jungle in the background. Really would be. Yeah. Yes, if you're just not attending, we have the Zoom option. Uh, obviously, I think, you know, for this meeting, when everyone's here, the facilitation's great, but we if you. It's, we're going to have scheduling conflicts with this many people. So if it's through Zoom, that's great. Don't include those dates if you're going to be attending virtually. It's nice for me to know that you're attending virtually and for Kurt, but we'll, we'll get to that point as we get close to the meeting. I just need to know dates you absolutely cannot attend a meeting. Okay, okay. for the okay. month of February. Right? Yes. Yeah. All right. And you have me uh -huh. the 16th through the 21st. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Can we just confirm okay. whether we need to take a vote for Travis to be vice chair or not? In the uh, as opposed to just saying all nodding, yes. Right. I think procedurally we yes. need to have Sorry. a motion, please, um, to nominate, or we, I guess you said. Thank you. Second. Second. <laughs> okay. Any further discussion? Okay. Can I have um, all those in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Abstention? Travis is vice chair. Congratulations. Okay. Um, so we'll also work on an agenda that'll go out for the next meeting. Right. So we can study, be prepared, have all the questionnaires and everything. And can, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say um, we're going to. If it's okay, I'm going to start drafting some just general rules and regulations, some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know, because I think we're, I think we're, it's going to, it's going to take some shape and form and then we can always vary it. But I'm a little nervous about how much bureaucracy there is there for this group to do. But I think to have, start working on that. So even if you see it in a month or two, if that's okay. Yeah. I think also what when we talked about earlier is there's this sort of common thread to the public input portion for all these eventual yes. commissions and committees, and that would also be a piece of those right. yes. 
that would be. We're trying to set a new tone and we're yeah. trying to make it a much more productive environment. Yeah. yeah. And so the other thing would be the equity and inclusion piece that runs through everything. Yeah. That would, I imagine, be also part of the structure. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make sure that there weren't other action items that you want from us. Just based on some of the conversation, there had been um, interest in a list of the boards and commissions by city code statutory. I know we went through that, but in more of a standardized way. Perhaps we don't need to do that after the exercise. I just want to make sure if you're wanting kind of a chart in that regard still. I think that would still be helpful and, and kind of molding. Tony already produced okay. it, so we'll yeah. just send that out. And do you want me to just, right. And then um, we do have a board information page for each one. There's a tile you click on on iCompass, and you can click on members, and it gives a lot of information. But we can consolidate that like we discussed in a form. But I'll probably also share that link just in case you're interested in kind of reading more about the ordinance that created it. There's a brief description. I will share that as well. Then there was also, um, again, just the questions about sort of more statistical information about the current boards. Do you want that now or do you want that more as questions from the existing boards in terms of vacancies, how many people are on the board? Um, I was imagining some of that statistical information would just be something we could have for our next meeting. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, any questions or comments for the good of the whole? Um, any concerns about the next meeting in terms of what we've got ahead of us? Um, no? Okay. Does anybody want to consider a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Extensions? Motion carries. Eight on the nose.